0: From Alabama International Motor Speedway in Talladega, Alabama. This is the MRN Broadcasting Company with coverage of the Talladega 500, NASCAR Winston Cup Grand National Stock Car Race. The Talladega 500 is brought to you by Bush Beer. Remember, don't just reach for a beer, head for the mountains. By STP, makers of fine automotive products. By Pontiac, creator of Trans Am and other great road cars, for 79 our best, get better. By Gatorade, when you're hot and sweaty, take a tip from Daryl Waltrip. Give your body what it's thirsty for with Gatorade. By Goodies Headache Powder, more people are switching to goodies because goodies cost less. By the Simon Eyes Shine, simple Simon Eyes Liquid and Simple pro- Simon Eyes Pre-Soft. Simply easier, simply brighter than leading liquid or pre-soft. By 2020 eye drops, the only eye drops guaranteed to remove redness. And by the Kings Inn with cool discord and great entertainment on the ocean of beautiful Daytona Beach, Florida. The Kings Inn Racing's Daytona Beach headquarters. Co-hosts for today's broadcast are Jack Aroot and Barney
1: Hall. Well, hello, everyone, from Talladega, Alabama. Beautiful weather here in Talladega this afternoon. It's going to be extremely hot on the drivers and some of the best competition of the year about to unfold on the world's fastest speedway, Alabama International Motor Speedway. Festivities are continuing trackside. They have just completed the driver introduction for 41 cars to start this race here this afternoon there have been some big surprises, some complete new developments in stock car racing here this week at Talladega, Alabama, and Jackie Root, I guess the racing world was just as stunned when David Pearson suddenly announced that he would run here this week as they was when he split with the Woodruthers back in February, or in April down at
2: Darlington. Well, Barney, David is known for surprises, and it was one indeed when they leaked it first on Tuesday afternoon. The negotiations were not completed, however, at that time, and it was not until the race cars showed up here on Thursday morning to register and then qualify late in the afternoon that it was a that David Pearson the Silver Fox would make his return not in a Mercury not in a Ford product that he'd made so famous first with Holman and Moody and then with the Later Racing Team but in the Australin Racing Chevrolet and the Oldsmobile team they have brought the Oldsmobile here this afternoon to compete in the Talladega 500 and we had announced yesterday to our regional broadcast that the injured Dale Earnhardt who had checked out of the Stroudsburg Pennsylvania Hospital would be on hand today but Dale Earnhardt is standing by in Charlotte North Carolina listening to this broadcast and the Austral and racing Team, they surprised the rest of us yesterday when they announced that they have secured sponsorship for that team in 1979, 1980, and we understand in 1981. The Lowe's Hardware Company is now the sponsor on the side of today's David Pearson ride, and in the future, the Dale Earnhardt Ostelin Racing Team, Chevrolet or Oldsmobile, depending on whether it's a super speedway or a short track.
1: Well, and as usual here at Talladega, there were some big surprises in qualifying here on Thursday, Friday And we'll be telling you about those in a moment.
2: Back here at Alabama International Motor Speedway, we are some 27 minutes away from the world's fastest track, showing up with 41 cars getting set to go on the 11th annual Talladega 500. From Alabama International Motor Speedway, this is the MRN Broadcasting Company.
1: We were talking about some of the big surprises in qualifying for the 11th annual Talladega 500 and Jackie Root, as usual. Actually, it hasn't become a surprise here, mostly at Talladega, but the last three or four times we've been here, a lot of new names that normally qualify from about 20th on back suddenly surface up front here at Talladega. One of those was Ty Scott, the youngster from Penn Argyle, Pennsylvania, in the Rust Hogs Buick, who picked up third starting position, out qualifying such drivers as Darrell Waltrip, Benny Parsons, Richard Petty, And a host of other
2: drivers, including Bobby Allison, he planked himself right square up in the front of the pack. And then you can also add to the name of surprises, Buddy Arrington of Martinsville, Virginia, driving the Rossmeyer Dodge, and he put it into the outside of the third row with a qualifying speed of 191.628 miles per hour. It's the same Buddy Arrington that came here as a struggling independent in the May race, the Winston 500, qualified third and finished third in that race strewn, that wreck strewn race that saw 14 of the top cars go out after four lapse. but for Buddy Arrington as he prepares for this afternoon's Talladega 500 he's got to have fond memories of that third place finish and I would think Buddy that you're thinking about maybe changing your driving strategy for today's Talladega 500
3: I believe I will, I really believe I will Sunday, I think, uh, I think I'll try to keep up now, what will happen and what takes place And just like I said before, I, I don't remember what I talked to you or not before the race but either way, uh, if the people get crazy and foolish then uh, I'm not going to go with them, I'm going to back down and uh, I'm just going to play it by air but I want to run I wanna run as close to the front as I can and not lose a lap all
2: day. Another driver that's somewhat of a surprise qualifying in 7th position in the Adcox Kirby Oldsmobile from Chattanooga, Tennessee, Grant Adcox remember he qualified so well and ran so disappointingly in the Firecracker 400 but Herb Adcox, his father who has the dream to see his son make it to Victory Lane on one given Sunday afternoon they have qualified the car quite well starting in the inside of the 4th row the Oldsmobile qualifying at 109. 91.096 for Chattanooga, Tennessee's Grant Adcox. Talladega
1: is an exciting racetrack. It just it was built or for speed the kind of speeds they run here the drivers feel safer running here than many of the shorter tracks where the speeds are just half what they run on this particular speedway it is also a dark horse racetrack so many drivers have come from back in the field to win here james hilton picked up his only super speedway victory he did it here at talladega dick brooks who came home victorious here a few years ago also pulled one out of the fire as a matter of fact in 10 different races we have had 10 different winners And it wouldn't surprise me a bit if we see a name up there
2: today that might kind of surprise everybody. Barney, there's an unknown equalizing factor here, and nobody's ever been able to put their finger on it, but Talladega, Alabama, as you say, is one of the latest racetracks to make it into the 31 race Winston Cup Grand National Tour. Bill France Sr., who fostered this in his mind for so many years before he decided to finally put it down on paper and then put it in concrete, he wanted to build the world's fastest racetrack and the world's safest racetrack, and they have endeavored through the past 11 years to make this place just indeed what Bill France had thought in his head for so many years, and the speeds when we see 14 and 15 cars in a draft eclipsing 200 miles per hour down this long 3,000-foot backstretch. It's the most exciting place to watch a race, and Winston Cup Grand National is the most exciting division in all of world motorsports. There's no question about that. Well, last year, the Talladega 500, 67 lead changes
1: among nine drivers. It will be the same here this afternoon, and maybe even more, particularly with the caliber of competition that's in the field.
2: There are several stories developing right now on Pitt Road as well. All week, Darrell Waltrip hot off a problem at Pocono International Raceway, which saw him run when we ran the Coca-Cola 500 this past Monday, behind the wheel of an unknown race car, the Al Rudd Sr. car, after wrecking his own Gatorade Chevrolet at Pocono, he came to talladega alabama and he thought he was going to qualify quite well but it was a physical problem that precluded him from running for the pole position he has not been well since he signed in on thursday he's been in and out of the infield hospital taking treatments for a flu an intestinal flu ailment and the latest report and we'll go to daryl derringer just to see how daryl is feeling today let's go to daryl derringer in the pits Well, Daryl Derringer is making his way to the Gatorade racing team to check on the condition of Daryl Waltrip. That's one of the top drivers that is having some physical problems. The other top driver is Lenny Pond from Petersburg, Virginia, who came here early on Thursday without a ride. Losing his regular Ken Cole mining efforts to the short track stormer, Jack Ingram. Ken Childers deciding to use some different drivers for the next three or four races. Lenny, who is the defending champion of the Talladega 500, very quickly found himself a ride. That in the Henley Gray machine, the Belden Asphalt Chevrolet, qualifying without benefit of any practice at 181.877 miles per hour. But then it went by the boards for Lenny Pond. He came down with a flu and he also had a temperature and he is now check to the infield hospital and for that story let's go to the garage area and joe alloy
4: lenny pond is sitting just a few feet from us but he's not able to come to the microphone because he is in the hospital he has a low-grade fever he's got a very bad upset stomach we talked to dr hardwick and he said lenny just does not feel like running i asked lenny about it he said you know 52 weeks in the year and i have to pick this one week to get sick He will not be in the race today. Darrell Waltrip just went by us a moment ago. Darrell said he is feeling very bad. He is going to try and finish the race. I asked him if he thought he could. He just shook his head and said, well, I'm going to try. That's the story from the garage area.
2: Another question, Mark Varney, and it seems to be today that it could be the equalizing factor for Talladega, Alabama, is the weather. It's gorgeous. It's absolutely beautiful for viewing. But when you strap yourself into one of these 3,700-pound race cars, the temperature and humidity content today, well, it's reminiscent of 10 a.m. and the July 4th Firecracker 400. It is hot. It's sweltering hot here at Talladega, Alabama. And when you're running nose to tail, it could be a problem here in this race. Let's go to the pit area very quickly.
5: Uh, Jackie, I have Daryl Waltrip here. Uh, he just walked over to get the shade a little bit, so uh, let me run him down again. He's not feeling real well right now.
2: So Darrell Waltrip, as we said, we've heightened. We've touched upon it in the past that he's had a problem. And at the present time, Darrell Derringer is making his way to the dieguard racing team and we'll talk to Daryl Waltrip after this. From Alabama International Motor Speedway, this is the MRN Broadcasting Company. Back at Alabama International Motor Speedway preparing for the running of the Talladega 500 and standing by with Daryl Derringer is another Daryl, this one Waltrip.
5: Daryl Waltrip, you've been out of the weather the last few days. Uh,
6: Would you like to comment on that? (laughs) No, I wish I didn't have to. Uh, I don't know. It seemed like a lot of people that came home from uh, Pocono uh, got here at Talladega and had a little bit of virus. I don't exactly know what it is, but uh, I know it's taken its toll on me the last couple of days and I know Lenny Pond's been real sick. He got real sick yesterday, and some of the other, some of the other people that were up there all got uh, down under the weather. Fortunately, uh, I was the sickest Thursday and Friday. I felt a little better yesterday, and hopefully, I'll be able to run 500 miles a day. I, I've never had to get out of a race car before, uh, but we do have somebody standing by just in case. Well, who did you have in mind? Anybody in particular? Well. <laughs> We, uh, we got Donnie standing by, but, you know, he's in the race right now, and uh, if anything happens to him, he's going to come down to the pit, and then we'll just play it by ear. If uh, somebody falls out that we'd like to put in a car, then we're going to have him stand by in the pit. Maybe I'll come in at, uh, under a long caution or something and let somebody else drive a while and then get back in for the finish or something.
5: All right, this
2: is Darrell Waltrip. Darrell Derringer signing off. Well, Donnie Allison, that would be so very fitting if Donnie Allison would take over the chores of the da- the die Guard Racing Team, the Gatorade people, who can re- forget in 1977 when Donnie Allison requested relief, and we had our different winner that never tasted victory lane per se, but Darrell Waltrip brought the car across the start-finish line to win the Talladega 500 for Donnie Allison. Let's take a starting look. Let's take a look at the starting lineup for the 11th annual Talladega 500. 41 cars will start this field, as we said. The 41st car starting shotgun on the field. Car number 24 from. from. From Forest City, North Carolina, he'll be driving his own Oldsmobile, Cecil Gordon. And then in the 20th row, on the outside, in 40th position, country and western recording giant Marty Robbins of Nashville, Tennessee, has brought his Robbins Racing Dodge into 40th spot. Steve Moore of Carrollton, Georgia, the Willard Moore Chevrolet, will start 39th, while going 38th, as we said was supposed to be Lenny Pond of Petersburg, Virginia in the Belden Asphalt Chevrolet. Pond has foregone the ride and given the reins over to Bob Burcham of Rossville, Georgia. Burcham will start the car from 38th on the grid. Going 37th is Jimmy Smut Means of Huntsville, Alabama in the Mr. Transmission Chevrolet. 36th position will find Baxter Price from Monroe, North Carolina, driving the
1: Iron Peddler's Oldsmobile. And 35th position, D.K. Eldrick, the young driver from Harrisburg, North Carolina, starts the Eldrick Racing Buick. 34th position, another newcomer back to Grand National Winston Cup competition, Rick Newsom from York, South Carolina, will field the Mars Incorporated Oldsmobile. And Cuckoo Marlin, Columbia, Tennessee, and the Cunningham Kelly Chevrolet will start from 33rd position. Ronnie Thomas, the 1978 first National City Rookie of the Year from Christiansburg, Virginia, will start the Stones Cafeteria Buick from 32nd position. And 31st, J.D. McDuffie, Sanford, North Carolina, is in the Bailey Excavating Chevrolet.
2: 15th row, we'll find James Hilton of Inman, South Carolina, driving the Palatine Automotive Oldsmobile. Hilton was the 1972 winner, and he starts on the outside of the 15th row. Flanking Hilton on the inside. Blackie Wangerin of Bloomington, Minnesota in the Wangerin Racing Mercury. And then the 14th row finds one of the new short track stormers that's trying super speedway racing in the Tom Pistone-tuned Fast Lane Limited Oldsmobile from Davie, Florida. It's Gary Ballew. And on the inside, driving the Sonny King Ford Honda. And that's a Ford product. It's a Thunderbird. For North Huntington, Pennsylvania's Tommy Gale, Joe Milliken, who currently rides second in the Winston Cup Grand National Rookie of the Year chase by, given by the City Citicorp people, has put his appliance wheel Oldsmobile into 26th position while going 25th. And this gentleman will bear watching from Chatsworth, Georgia. He qualified on the pole for the late model sportsman event that MRN Broadcasting Company covered back in Martinsville, Virginia. In the spring, he's driving the Sunny King Mercury from the Junie Dunleavy stable. It's Jody Ridley.
1: Twenty-four starter on the field is Dick Brooks, Spartanburg, South Carolina. Dick's in the Bear Finder Chevrolet. Donnie Allison, also a former winner of this event here from Hueytown, Alabama, starts the Hawaiian Tropic Chevrolet. And you heard him say in the in the pit area just a moment ago, should something happen to that car, he could easily find himself relief driving for Darrell Waltrip here today. 22nd position finds Bill Elliott, Dawsonville, Georgia, and the Terry Yandel Thermal Mercury. Harry Gant, Taylorsville, North Carolina, starts the Race Hill Farms Oldsmobile from 21st position, and Richard Childress, the young driver from Winston-Salem, North Carolina, will be in the CRC Chemicals Oldsmobile in 20th spot, 19th position in the field. Bobby Allison, a far position for him, Jackie Root to be starting that far back in the pack from Hueytown, Alabama, in the Hodgson Moore Thunderbird.
2: A very disappointing run for the Warner W. Hodgson team, but they feel that they may have paid their dues, and remember that Thunderbird can sniff out a draft better than any car in competition. And Allison feels that he will have to draft all day to keep up, but that seems to be the way he likes it. Remember, he won the Winston 500 here in 1979. Going 18th, 19-year-old Kyle Petty of Radelman, North Carolina. Yes, indeed, after three tries, he's finally made it into Winston Cup Grand National Competition. He'll be driving his daddy's STP Dodge, and they will be starting in the 18th spot. Flanking Petty on the inside of the ninth row is Al Holbert of Warrington, Pennsylvania, driving the Holbert's Porsche Oldsmobile. Going in row eight, in 16th position, in Kenny Childers, Ken Cole, mining Oldsmobile, the Iron Man of Asheville, North Carolina, three-time Winston Racing late model sportsman champion from Asheville, it's Jack Ingram. Terry Labounty of Corpus Christi, Texas drives the Stratograph Buick into 15th spot on the grid, while going 14th is Dave Marcus of Skyland, North Carolina in the Shoney's Restaurant Chevrolet and flanking Marcus on the inside of Row 7, Randleman, North Carolina's other great Winston Cup Grand National driver, driving the STP Oldsmobile, Richard Petty in the old familiar car 43. Back in row 6 and 12th position, Benny Parsons, Ellery, North Carolina
1: starts the Griffin-Marine Oldsmobile. He's due to win a race here. He's always run well. He's finished second a couple of times, but he's never put it together, and today just might be Parsons' day. Flanking Parsons in row 6. In 11th position, Ricky Rudd. Chesapeake, Virginia, and the Trucksmoor Mercury. In row 5, and 10th spot, Bruce Hill. Union City, Georgia will start the Global Heat Exchange Oldsmobile, and Frank Warren from Harrisburg, North Carolina, the native tan Dodge, will be in 9th position.
2: The heavy hitters start to show now from Franklin, Tennessee in the Gatorade Oldsmobile. He goes to post position number eight. It's Darrell Waltrip. Remember, Waltrip is ailing. You heard him just say a couple of moments ago, a question mark, whether he can go the 500-mile distance. And flanking Waltrip on the inside of the fourth row from Chattanooga, Tennessee, a smile going from ear to ear on that bearded face for Grant Adcox. He has put his Adcox-Kirby Oldsmobile into seventh position. Buddy Arrington of Martinsville, Virginia, the Rossmeyer Dodge starts on the outside of the third row, and then the Bush beer Oldsmobile from the Junior Johnson stable finds its way to post position number five with three-time Winston Cup Grand National Champion Cale Yarbrough of Timmonsville, South Carolina doing the chores this afternoon. Buddy Baker will go from fourth position in car 28, Charlotte, North Carolina, the Win Incorporated,
1: Oldsmobile, and Baker... Feels like today he sure hopes things goes a lot better than they did in the Winston 500 when he backed the car around into the wall here at the start-finish line and one of the most exciting pileups at a racetrack I think anybody's ever seen and everybody walked away safely. They'll be looking for that today. And third spot is Ty Scott, Penn Argyll, Pennsylvania. The rust Hogs Buick, best qualifying run he's ever had on a super speedway. And on the front row, David Pearson, Spartanburg, South Carolina, the Australian Racing Oldsmobile is in the outside alongside of Neil Bonnet and that
2: was a storybook affair Barney Hall Pearson making his return and going head-to-head with his old ride the Purilator Mercury to try and grab off the Bush beer pole for the Talladega 500 David did you feel that you had something a little extra to prove when you went out there to qualify knowing that Bonnet was already qualified and was on the pole did you think that maybe you had to do a little bit extra to prove that you were back no I didn't
7: Jackie I really didn't uh... I knew that I was going to run as good as I could or, you know, and try hard, but as far as uh, having to prove anything, no, I didn't. In fact, I, I was surprised I run as fast as I did. Uh, believe it or not, uh, I didn't really know how fast I had run that morning. Uh, somebody said I'd run 190, but uh, we hadn't just really hadn't talked about uh, uh, how fast I was running or how fast I could run because uh, I felt like it uh If I'd even qualified, say, in the top five or six, I was going to be happy because uh, I felt like uh, I'd have been in pretty good shape at that point.
2: And the driver that gathered in his second pole position of his brief tenure with the Purolator Mercury from Hueytown, Alabama, and pretty soon Barney Hall will have to start calling him the leader of the Alabama gang, Neil Bonnet of Hueytown, Alabama, put the Wood Brothers' Purolator Mercury out of the pole position. Neil, for you, after running for so many years and trying to grab that brass ring known as a super speedway superstar ride, how does it feel now to be the hunted? rather than the hunter
8: well you know i i remember the days i was trying to get up there and i can remember seeing a little red and white mercury coming and i think it kind of struck a little bit of fear in me trying to think about having to race with it and uh the car's got the mystique of always being a constant threat to be a
9: winner and uh, it's still there and it's kind of carried me along a lot with cars approaching the 200 mile an hour mark on the high banks of the alabama international motor speedway there's comparable speed shown by the men who work in the pits We all know how fast the crews work, thanks to the Union pit crew contests. The record for changing both outside wheels and tires and adding 14 gallons of gasoline from two containers is currently held by a crew headed by J.C. Jake Elder, who today is top wrench on the Osterland car, which the injured Dale Earnhardt will hopefully drive. The record time for that work, established last year, is 15.977 seconds. Keep in mind, there are time penalties for such things as one of the six crewmen coming over the pit wall too early, letting the car go out with loose wheel nuts, and spilling gasoline. The elder boys did a perfect job on their record outing, incurring no penalties whatsoever. But perhaps the most impressive show of mechanical speed by a crew belongs to Junior Johnson's Bush boys with their patenting lightning-like engine changes on Cale Yarborough's car. The way NASCAR-Winston Cup points are allocated, it pays to stay in all the races to the very end, as Junior and Cale well know. After all, the points they won in races where they changed engines and got back on the track was the difference between being a champion and a runner-up. With an engine change record time of nine minutes, that's hood up to hood down in the books, driver Yarborough says that with the knowledge his adroit crew has, the next engine change might well be accomplished in something like five minutes, believe it or not. Yarborough says that if a yellow flag is out during such an engine change, it's not beyond the realm of possibility that the car can get back on the track and still win. So, who gets the bruised knuckles, burned palms, singed eyebrows, and no credit? Well, there's the boss man himself, Junior The last American hero, Johnson, who on pit stops does the pumping on the jack. Crew chief, Travis Carter, who changes the right rear tire. And Tim Brewer, whose responsibility is the right front tire. Henry Benefield, when not driving the big Bush City Corp van, is the gas man with help from Hinky Ains. And Shorty Edwards is the man who catches the empty gas can when it's thrown back into the pits. And Jeff Hammond works when it's a four-tire change, handling both left-side wheels. And Francis Allen brings all that rubber to the car in a hurry when it's needed. But when the car is in for an engine change, everybody's involved, around and under and in the hood, doing their thing the way no one else can. It's a symphony of coordination and speed to watch. And we hope they never have to give another concert. And this is Chris Economaki reporting.
2: Well, Barney Hall. All 41 cars have fired, and they are making their final circuit under the parade lap beneath us here at the start-finish line. Starter Chip Warren has signaled one to go. This time, they are under speed behind the Pontiac Silverbird pace car. Next time, they'll be at full song.
0: Jackie, it- trouble on one car in the field. Gary Ballou of Davie, Florida, has pulled his Fast Lane Limited Oldsmobile
2: onto pit road and behind the wall into the garage area. A tough break, and we'll be dispatching Daryl Derringer down there to see just what the problem is on that machine. In the meantime, the field is working turn two at the present time and covering the action for the MRN Broadcasting Company in turns one and two this afternoon will be Eli Gold.
10: Jackie, of course, turns one and two, they're somewhat deceptive as far as the casual observer is concerned. They're wide, sweeping turns. Needless to say, at 200 miles an hour, it narrows very, very quickly. The turn has a tendency to throw you out towards the outside retaining wall as you come off that 33-degree banking and begin your trip down the long 3,000-foot back straightaway. Heat is a factor, but right here on the back straightaway, we check the NASCAR Winston Racing flags behind us and the flags blowing a steady breeze. From turn three, back down this long straightaway towards us here in turns one and two. Right now, they head their way up towards turn three, and we'll turn it back to the tower.
2: And covering the action in turn three, very quickly checking in is Hal Hamrick. The car is now moving into
11: that third turn, most of them in the high groove as they follow the pace car through this third turn, three stories high. There'll be a lot of drafting in this area, a lot of slingshot action, too, and we'll
2: report it from here. Turn four action and the trioval itself will be covered this afternoon by Mike Joy.
0: Third and fourth turns, 33-degree bank, a carbon copy of turns one and two. But coming off the fourth turn, you slam down onto a short 1,400-foot short stretch and into the try over, a dog leg, a mild left-hand turn. That has been the action spot here at Talladega. The Pontiac Silverbird now begins to stretch out the field. Down on track side, the temperature, the air temperature, about 95 degrees. It's hot, and the competition will be also. Back to you in the tower. The field
2: comes to the stripe, and for the start of the Talladega 500, here's Barney Hall.
1: Well, ladies and gentlemen, they're just about a half a mile away from the start-finish line. David Pearson, Neil Bonnet, square off eye-to-eye as they come down into the tri at about 120 miles an hour. Chip Warren giving him an indication to hold it down a little bit for a good clean start. They have still not dropped the green as they come to the start finish line 300 yards away, green flag and the Talladega 500 is underway moving down into the number one corner Bonnet jumps into the lead Pearson drops right back behind him in single file, they hit turn one
10: It's going to be single file Ty Scott running third, running fourth now it's going to be Cale Yarborough while Darrell Walchip trying to make a move on the low side of the racetrack It's going to be six cars right now single file exiting that number one, two corner It's going to be Neil Bonnet showing the way to David Pearson Ty Scott running third, Yarborough running fourth
11: Yarborough falls down on the inside, so does Pearson. Pearson alongside the Neil Bonded car, and as they move down this back straightaway and zoom into the third turn.
0: Two by two, up into the north banking. It is Bonded on the outside of David Pearson. The Silver Fox leads them through the north end of the speedway, Yarborough has his bushels. Will be the bottom of the racetrack, a line right behind Pearson, they're going to kick Bonnet back to third spot, here they come to the trial, Pearson leading a flying wedge of 40 more cars. It
1: looks like David Pearson will lead the first lap of the 11th annual Talladega 500 as they scream to the line, Pearson out front, dead heat for second spot between Cale Yarborough and Neil Bonnet, we pause now for station identification. Backstretch, the field streams out, and Bonnet goes after the lead, and it looks like he takes it away from Pearson in front of Hal Hamrick. He moves out in front, and with him is Kale Yarborough. Also Ty Scott right in there, working the
11: traffic and moving up very fast as Grant Adcox as they move into the third turn. Ty Scott,
0: terrific qualifying run. He runs second behind Neil Bonnet. Then it's Cale Yarborough in third, Buddy Baker in the fourth position, single file, Adcox trying to move up on the inside, Waltrip is fifth, Pearson
2: is back to sixth. Going to the high side in the tri-oval is Kale Yarborough in the Busch Beer Oldsmobile, he's looking to take over second position that's held by Ty Scott, and the door's slammed as they come across the stripe, darting and diving into turn one, challenging Yarborough for the third spot is Baker. Kale on
10: the high side, Buddy Baker on the low side, and right now it's going to be single file off number two. Neil Bonnet a car length over Ty Scott Yarborough running third, Baker fourth, Walchip fifth, Pearson sixth, Richard Petty seventh, running eighth now is Benny Parsons. They're single file to turn three. And
11: uh, dropping down on the inside, Cale Yarborough tried to make a move on those front two cars, Ty Scott cut him off for just a moment, he falls down to the inside along with the Neil Bonnet car. This
0: time it's Waltrip who worked his way up the inside into turn three, he moved by Buddy Baker for fourth, Waltrip is fourth, Baker is fifth, David Pearson is sixth, Richard Petty seventh, then Betty Parsons and
2: Ricky Rudd. As they come to the stripe, it will be Neil Bonnet leading Ty Scott, Cale Yarbrough in third, Daryl Waltrip in fourth, Buddy Baker in fifth, Pearson in sixth, Petty is seventh, and Bonnet. And check that, it would be Parsons who would be running in seventh. From Alabama International Motor Speedway, this is the MRN Broadcasting Company.
12: <laughs> Craftsman in your hand, nothing stopping you. now the chair, Craftsman in your hand, nothing you can't do. Make, long, make dawn, your on, on. Craftsman
7: From outdoor care to home and auto repair, do it with Craftsman. Find the tools, equipment, and storage you need at your local Lowe's, Ace Hardware,
9: or Craftsman.com.
1: Racing Talladega style. Right now, Bonnet is in command as they head up into turn number three. Let's go to Mike Joy. Darrell Waltrip
0: has the second slot on the bottom. He's rooted Ty Scott out of the low groove. And here comes Buddy Baker along on the inside. Baker is fourth. Challenging Scott for third. Scott caught up high, but he has the draft.
1: Baker's caught up in it, and Waltrip goes for the lead. Nine cars in that lead draft, and Waltrip down to the bottom of the racetrack, and he almost pinches Bonnet off, gets him crossed up a little bit as they cross the stripe, and Waltrip will take the lead. Bonnet back to second. Baker puts on a charge for third as a head into turn one.
10: Running fourth now will be Ty Scott, but he does not want to relinquish third place to Buddy Baker, but Baker's got the inside. Running fifth right now is Cale Yarborough, David Pearson going seventh. It's going to be single file down the back straightaway until Bonnet pulls out. He tries to challenge Waltrip for the lead. But
11: it pulls on the inside. He is side by side with that lead car. And now he moves around Waltrip to take that lead. Following behind Waltrip is the Buddy Baker machine.
0: Baker is third. Cale Yarbrough is fourth. Running single file. Ty Scott has the fifth position. Pearson is sixth. Richard Petty is seventh. Here they come out of the fourth quarter. Single file. Eleven cars in the draft. Grant Adcox working the bottom of the racetrack. Finally files in line. He's the twelfth car.
1: Single file this time. It's a ten-car draft as they sweep out of the trial and across the stripe. at the leader. Waltrip second. Baker third. Cale is fourth. Fifth is Ty Scott. Sixth right now is David Pearson and seventh is Richard Petty. They're back in one.
10: Running eighth down the field. As they work their way through, we said Richard Petty back at the top of the point. It's going to be single file coming off the middle groove. Neil Bonnet showing the way. It's going to be nose to tail with Waltrip in second. Buddy Baker going third. Cale Yarborough fourth. And a challenge by Pearson now for Ty Scott's fifth place.
11: Up front, though, it's Buddy Baker trying to move down the inside. He moves side by side with Waltrip. They're battling for second position. Still out in front is Neil Bonnet.
0: Low side is the fast way around this racetrack into that third turn. And Baker has edged up into the groove right on the bumper of Bonnet's Pure Later Mercury. Bonnet leads them off the fourth quarter and slamming down
1: onto the flat short shoot to the trial They are single file. For the moment, they seem to have stabilized in those positions as they string it out, nose to tail. Here at Talladega, Bonnet in the lead, Baker's up to second, and running in third spot is Waltrip. Fourth right now is Cale Yarborough. From Alabama International Motor Speedway, this is the MRN Broadcasting Company. Well, we had expected Bobby Allison to move up to the front of the pack riding the draft, but that has not worked out. He has picked off about three positions and moved up a little bit. But right now, the battle is a blazer for the lead up in front of Mike Joy. Buddy Baker is drafted
0: by Neil Bonnet on the bottom in turn three, and he's taken Cale Yarborough with him. Bonnet's been drop kicked back to the third spot. Yarborough goes for the lead on the inside of Baker.
2: Downstairs comes the Oldsmobile with the Bush beer colors at fully ablaze, and now it's a racing triangle at over 200 miles per hour because Bonnet sticks the nose down low. Neil Bonnet side-by-side side with Yarborough. The contest is enjoined in turn one.
10: Neil retaining the low side. He now sweeps back up the banking in front of Yarborough, who goes second, Buddy Baker going third, David Pearson fourth, Darrell Waltrip going fifth. That front three sweeping off the number two corner, and it's going to be Neil Bonnet showing the way to Yarborough and Baker as they head to three.
11: Neil Bonnet still out in front, those other cars single file as they come back in the fourth position is David Pearson, Pearson following through the turns as they run into some slower traffic, they're having to fall in line.
0: Typical Talladega draft, 11 cars lined up on a string covering about 800 feet of real estate as they spread out. It is Bonnet on the point as lower, slower traffic moves to the inside. Single file with Yarborough and Baker in tight formation.
1: Bonnet who led most of the Winston 500 back here in May trying to do the same thing in the Talladega race. Right now he's out front by just a half a car length over Cale Yarbrough. Baker trails him down into the number one corner. Takes a look on the outside. No room there. Their nose to tail over to Eli Gold. Buddy Baker now
10: closing it very very tightly as Cale Yarborough drifts. Maybe just a hair higher than Neil Bonnet but it's going to be the tight single line formation off that number three corner or number two. He should Right now, David Pearson trying to pull away from Waltrip and catch the front three.
11: Up front, though, it is the car number 11. Kyle Yarbrough moves the Bush mobile down on the inside. He's side by side with Neil Bonnet in trying to pull into that draft. His buddy Baker, but it's still a two-car battle into the fourth turn.
0: Bonnet has the high side and seems to have the power. He's held right with Kale off the fourth turn, and Bonnet has the lead. Slipping back into
1: lead, the draft Baker looks to the inside and thinks better of it. A Mercury and an Oldsmobile it for the lead of the Talladega 500. Right now, it's the Mercury out front. later in front as the Bush Oldsmobile tries to chase him down in turn one. Baker is there, and Pearson has moved back up into fourth spot. Takes David, a look on the outside as they head to you, Eli.
10: David Pearson, indeed, trying to go to the high side. Right now, decides to tuck back in and make it that tight four-car draft. And here comes Daryl Walter. He brings Richard Petty and Benny Parsons along with him. So it's going to be the tight crew of seven now heading their way to turn number three.
11: Still at uh, single file down the back straightaway. No one's made that move to the inside. Those front two cars with Gail Yarbrough riding behind. The Neil Bonnet cars practically glued together as they go into the third turn.
0: They have about a car like that. Buddy Baker in third. Pearson in fourth. Benny Parsons in fifth. uh, Richard Petty. Right, that's Kale Yarbrough in fifth, then Richard Petty sixth, and Betty Parsons seventh. They're
1: single file with about 20 car links on the next pack of cars. They broke it down to a seven-car draft as they've lost some traffic on the tail end of the field. Back to the line. Still out front is Bonnet. Kale is second. Baker third. Pearson fourth. Walter fifth. Petty is sixth. Moving up into 7th position is Benny Parsons. They're back in turn 1.
10: Each time coming off the number 2 corner, Cale Yarbrough tries to look inside and outside and can't make a move, so he retains single-file formation. Same thing right here as Cale goes a bit lower than Bonnet and swings right back in behind him. So it's going to be those tight 3 now against 7, closing it up as they head to Howe.
11: And down this back straightaway, still those front three tied closely together. Cale looks on the inside, can't make the move as Neil Bonnet drops down low. Buddy Baker still in there looking as they go high into the
0: fourth turn. Front three cars have opened up about ten car lengths on fourth place. David Pearson, it's Bonnet in the Mercury, leading the Oldsmobiles coming by now of Yarborough
4: and Buddy Baker.
1: Perhaps these drivers are remembering what happened here at Talladega back in May when the entire field jammed up in that session on the fourth lap, and they're stringing it out single file, running a tight draft. Still seven cars in the lead draft. Back in eighth position is Ty Scott. Ninth is Dick Brooks as they work their way back to Eli Gold.
10: The cars continuing to split the turns, one and two, pretty well right down the middle. This time through Buddy Baker, maybe a bit of a higher line than the rest. Running fourth now, Pearson. Fifth goes Darrell Waltrip. Sixth is Richard Petty, and seventh, Benny Parsons.
11: There's three cars in the first group, then comes Pearson by himself, then three more cars. Darrell Waltrip leading that group as they go into the third turn.
0: Dick Brooks has worked his way up into the top ten, and Brooks has always said there are two things he knows he can do. One is draft, and the other is run Talladega. He started way back in 24th
1: position and has carved his way into a spot of the top ten. Front three cars heading back to the line. Well, all of a sudden, the leaders are going to have to pick their way through some of the lapped automobiles. They're catching the tail end of the field. The first car they'll lap will be Jimmy Means, machine, as Neil Bonnet leads them on the high side, back down in turn one, and Eli, traffic is going to be a factor for the leaders. Indeed, the leaders coming
10: up now on Blackie Wanger, and along with Marty Robbins and Kyle Petty so your leader cars go up on the high side everybody else bailing out down low as they do sweeping off the turn this time the leaders go way out to the outside retaining wall they take the high side and head to three that way dicing through traffic
11: as they come by Kyle Petty he very smartly moves way down on the inside that yellow bumper showing to those guys as they move that by him and into that third and fourth turn
0: Leaders working around Tommy Gale, lap traffic staying well down to the inside. One more car to dispense with before the line, and then it'll be open field running for the three leaders. They move by Ronnie Thomas, and now Bonnet has a clear track to himself.
2: This time by, the Talladega Draft comes into effect for three automobiles. The Purillator Mercury leads the Bush Beer Oldsmobile, the Win Incorporated Oldsmobile, tucked tightly behind in third, and the speed that time by, 200.170 miles per hour. 16 laps have been completed of the 188th. It'll make up 500 miles here at Talladega. It continues to be. Bonnet out front. Dropping himself into second position is Buddy Baker. While running third is Kyle Yarbrough. Now they switch positions once again in front of Mike Joy with Yarbrough taking over second and Baker dropping back to third. Those from three cars have about a second and a half lead on David Pearson as they have begun to move away from the field, Jack. From Alabama International Motor Speedway, this is the MRN Broadcasting Company.
1: Field heads back into turn number one, and there's a three-car draft up front for the lead in front of Eli Gold.
10: It's going to be Neil Bonnet still leading Kale Yarborough and Buddy Baker, but Baker looks to the inside and goes for second place on Kale.
1: Kale having to fall back just a
11: little bit, but now Baker falls back into third place as those first two cars lead their way through the traffic, and they're passing some slower traffic up in the third turn. Lead draft, single file, three cars
0: about two and a half seconds ahead of Daryl Waltrip in fourth spot, David Pearson fifth, Richard Petty sixth,
1: Benny parts in seventh. They have their own tight four-car draft. It'll make the hair stand up on your neck here at Talladega. Here come the front three. It's Bonnet still out front. He will just not give up the lead. Yarborough has put a move on him on the outside and the inside of in the corners. And in the trial, he's tried him underneath a couple of times. No way. He goes after him again in one.
10: Kale looks to the low side, but again doesn't make a move here. It's going to be single file as Buddy Baker tightens it up. It's running now three wide as they come down the back straightaway. It's going to be Neil Bonnet. Yarborough right behind him. Buddy Baker running third. The Steve Moore automobile having some fishtailing problems, way loose through turn number two but he's back underway down the back stretch.
11: Buddy Baker stays about two car lengths behind Alan. The separation's about one car length as he moves closer and closer to those two lead cars as they move into the fourth turn.
0: The fast groove started up here at the bottom of the racetrack, but it's climbed about two lanes since the start, less than 20 laps ago. Front three cars, single file, head back
2: to the line, and those front three cars have lengthened their advantage to over three seconds over your fourth place machine, which now belongs to Daryl Waltrip as they come across the stripe to complete the 20th circuit. For Neil Bonnet, when you run here, is it just plain horsepower, or does handling come? into effect, Neil.
8: You know, there's no way getting around This racetrack's getting some age on it. The asphalt's not as tight as it was before. Uh, when we first built this thing, it wasn't a handling racetrack. And the next year, it wasn't a handling. But now I see this track getting to be where you've got to handle a little bit on it. It's not, it's not where you have a G in horsepower and go just as fast as you want to go. You've got to get the car to where it's stable, too. And uh, it takes a combination of a motor that's real good and uh, and then be able to get the car to where to handle all day long.
2: Leaders work in front of Mike Joy in turn four. Still single file as they continue to open
0: up an advantage on the four Fourth through seventh place cars. Bonnet still on the point of this tight three-car draft.
1: Yarborough is all
0: over his bumper, and Bonnet has his hand in the air.
1: Bonnet down to the bottom of the racetrack here he comes back to the start finish line he is waving frantically out the window of the car as they come across the start finish line and caution Barney. is on the speedway
0: there's a little bit of a miss dropping out here in the fourth turn it's just a couple of drops at a time and Bonnet was pointing to the sky as he came by
10: we'll concur here in turn number one and two as well as some of the fans so the umbrellas right now your leaders work the back straight away Bonnet in front, it's going to be five car lanes back to Yarborough, three more back to Buddy Baker
11: They've all slowed down, coming back this uh, down this back straightaway. Neil Bonnet leading the pack, and they're falling down toward the inside, definitely slowing down as they go to the fourth turn.
1: So the first caution flag of the day of the Talladega 500 comes out on the 21st lap. From Alabama International Motor Speedway, this is the MRN Broadcasting Company.
2: The Talladega 500, the 11th Annual Edition, is presently under caution, and your leader is the STP Oldsmobile with Richard Petty at the controls. Some of the front-running cars, namely Bonnet, Baker, Allison, Waltrip, you name them, they've been in and out of pit road, but Petty is elected to keep his STP Oldsmobile out front behind the Pontiac Silverbird pace car.
1: Almost... Half the field has elected to go onto pit road. Here is Waltrip coming back out of the pits right now. We're, he is still in the car. We were looking to see if they'd had a driver change, but not so. Donnie Allison in the Hawaiian Tropic Chevrolet pulls back onto the speedway. For an update on what's been going on in the pits, let's go to Darrell Derringer.
5: Barney is pretty crowded down pit road here a few minutes ago. Bobby Allison came in and so crowded he couldn't find his pits, so he had to go back out. But the crew's all in, all out, and
1: don't look like they're having any problems at all. So 22 laps are complete in the Talladega 500 here this afternoon. 188 laps comprise the 500 miles. And caution, first one of the day coming out on the 21st lap. When we had some showers up in turn four. Or a condition of the speedway, and if the showers are still coming down, let's take a swing around the speedway. Over to Eli Gold.
10: Here, Barney. Of course, we work indoors on a back straightaway position, but looking down the back stretch, there are many, many golf umbrellas still up, and the wind has picked up appreciably. Some of the makeshift tents that are dotting along this back straightaway location are now being held down uh, by some human power, with the assistance of the clubs that have already been uh, staked into the ground. So. The rain may have taped off uh, pretty much to a drizzle right now, but the wind has certainly picked
1: up. Well, as you look at the sky, Jackaroot, there are no black, dark, ominous clouds in view here at the speedway right now, just a few of the low-hanging clouds. So it looks like maybe if there's any precipitation to fall up on the speedway, it will be of very short duration. Hal Hamrick, it looks like most of the rain fell up at your end of the speedway.
11: Uh, just beyond us, Barney, up in the turn, the folks just to our left, many of them with the radios listening, uh, were holding their hands out, shaking their heads as if to say there's no rain here. Just to our right, though, up in the third turn and up in the fourth turn area, there has been a little bit of a drizzle there. The back straightaway is dry at this time.
2: And at the present time, Barney, as we look down the long pit road area, the windows here in the broadcast position are beginning to be pelted with some rain. This is a brief shower, and it was somewhat expected, I think, as we recall, Barney, that they were calling for a little bit due to the humidity factor that's present here today. The temperatures soaring into the 90s and the humidity almost equaling what the temperature is in terms of Fahrenheit. Well, there had been a 20% chance of scattered showers throughout the state of Alabama this afternoon, and we're getting that 20% here right now. Dropping into the MRN Broadcasting booth with us this afternoon is the president of the Northern Petrochemical Company. They're the peoples that, people that make Peak Antifreeze, which is one of the MRN sponsors, and it also happens to be one of the outstanding products that's used on most of the Winston Cup Grand National cars. Dan Gardner is the president, and we understand this is your first race ever, anywhere, and you pick Talladega to come. That's... The truth, and I'm having a wonderful time.
5: Wonderful time.
2: Well, you've had an opportunity to witness some 20 laps of 200-mile-per-hour action. What are your impressions having seen these Winston Cup Grand National drivers do it at 200 miles per hour plus? Bill France told me to go outside at the start and don't stay inside. I
11: went
10: out, and that was a thrill. The ground shook, and the noise was immense. I enjoyed it.
2: I'm sure that you're probably a very avid sports fan. What would you compare it to? Can it be compared to any other major sporting event that you've ever witnessed in your life? This is one of the biggest thrills I've had in
10: watching these people run. This is entirely different from any other sporting event. As a new fan
2: and being involved in an automotive product such as Peak Antifreeze, what do you think is the thing that makes new race fans get so excited about it? Is there one thing that maybe gave you that little extra tingle today? I guess it's the noise, the uh, immense power that are generated by these cars. Peak antifreeze and coolant has been a long-time automotive product, but it's only been this year that we've really seen it begin to surface up front in Winston Cup Grand National Competition. Is it a good marketing vehicle for you people to get the word out that it's race-proven and that it can go in 200-mile-per-hour race cars and keep them cool? One
10: of the best things going. We find that uh, our customers talk about it all the time.
2: Well, it's an annual thing here at the MRN Broadcasting Company. Whenever we bring a new fan or an old fan up to be interviewed, we ask them to pick a winner. Your chance, Dan Gardner. Who would you pick to win the Talladega 500 today? I think Buddy Baker's got an awful good chance, and I'm pulling for it. Score one for Baker. The president of the Northern Petrochemical Company, Dan Gardner, has picked Buddy Baker to win. Thanks so much for stopping by, and we hope you enjoy the remainder of this Talladega 500.
10: Thank you for having us. Goodbye.
1: Barney? While we are under caution here at Talladega, 24 laps have been ticked off on the scoreboard out of the infield, and right now Richard Petty is leading the 11th annual Talladega 500, riding second, a young driver from... Dawsonville, Georgia. Bill Elliott is in second position. Cale Yarborough is third. Bruce Hill is fourth. Neil Bonnet is in fifth position. And Buddy Baker is in sixth position.
2: Well, there's over $200,000 up for grabs in this afternoon's Talladega 500, and as we said, Richard Petty continues to be posted as your leader. Bill Elliott has dropped himself into second position. Cale Yarborough is being posted in third. Fourth position goes to Bruce Hill, and Neil Bonnet, after darting on to pit road for service from the Purulator racing team, has now posted himself in the fifth position, with Baker now moving up to show in the top five as well. From Alabama International Motor Speedway, this is the MRN Broadcasting Company. Here at Alabama International Motor Speedway, Richard Petty continues to lead Bill Elliott, who is now posted in the second position. Cale Yarbrough is in third spot. Fourth spot goes to Buddy Baker. Fifth goes to Neil Bonnet. Benny Parsons has dropped himself into sixth position. DK Ulrich is in seventh. Eighth position is now being posted as the Iron Man Jack Ingram with ninth position to David Pearson. Daryl Waltrip is tenth. Donnie Allison is eleventh. Going twelfth is Ricky Rudd in the Trucksmore Industries, Junie Dunleavy, Thunderbird. Running in thirteenth position is the Jody Ridley machine, and that's the Sonny King Mercury, while going 14th is Clifton Cuckoo Marlin, 15th to Grant Adcox. In 16th position is Bobby Allison. In 17th spot, it's now being posted as Joe Milliken. In 18th position is Buddy Arrington. 19th is now being posted as Richard Childress. While going in the 20th position is the Race Hill Farm Chevrolet. Yeah, check that. It's an Oldsmobile for Harry Gantt.
1: Well, they have just black flagged car number 39, Blackie the Machine, as he came across the start-finish line that time. Twenty-six laps are now complete here in the Talladega 500, and Richard Petty elected to bring his car onto pit road this turn around as they serviced the STP Oldsmobile. And the second-place car just a moment ago, Bill Elliott, also put his car on pit road and is coming back onto the speedway. Let's check in with Daryl Derringer for any late developments on pit road. We
5: had a driver's change and uh, DK Alder got out and Dick May got in to relieve him. There's no difficulty. I think it was a plan uh, before the race started.
2: And, Barney, that'll make two cars that Dick May has officially started here in his quest to maybe better his record that was set at Dover, Delaware. He, as we have learned from Joe Alloy, actually started the Gary Ballou machine, the fast lane limited car, took one lap, pulled it into the pits. So this is the second ride in the Talladega 500 in 1979 for Dick May. Remember, he holds the record, five different cars at Dover, Delaware for the Delaware 500 several years ago.
1: Well, he climbs in and out of race cars. If you need a relief driver, you can always count on Dick May if he's anywhere around the racetrack at all. Twenty-six laps are in the book. Rain has halted and brought out the first caution flag of the afternoon here at Alabama International Motor Speedway. The field getting bunched again. And it looks like we're getting ready to go back to green. And to set up how they're running as they move to Mike Joy. Let's go to turn four.
0: Lights are off on the Pontiac Silverbird pace car. Cale Yarbrough has the high groove with Baker. Neil Bonnet behind him, then back to Benny Parsons. Slower cars down to the inside. The pace car ducks down to the inside almost gets overhauled by the field. Here they come with Cale Yarborough leading Baker, Neil Bonnet, and Benny Parsons.
1: Pace car digs up a little grass getting onto pit road as the field comes up through the gearbox in full speed up to 200 miles an hour. Cale Yarborough across the line. He's in front. Baker is second. Bonnet is third. Moving into fourth position, Benny Parsons as they work turn one.
10: As your leaders work their way through, it's going to be Cale Yarborough splitting the turn right down the middle. It'll be Buddy Baker running behind him. Neil Bonnet trying to go to the high side of Buddy Baker. He tucks in now in third. Now Neil goes to the low side he makes it too wide down the back straight away neil bonnet going to the inside of buddy baker and a challenge now for the lead neil
11: bonnet down on that inside buddy baker tried to look in there try to get around but he couldn't quite make it and now that car number 11 of keel yarborough strings it out they fall in single line with buddy baker in behind keel yarborough's car neil bonnet in third position
0: bonnet swips up on the high side moves just a bit up and then comes back down to the low groove benny parsons As the fourth spot, Jack Ingram is right behind, has been trying to pass, and it's back to Grant
1: Apcox. Those three cars, again, work the draft, and they've been able to pull away from the rest of the field, but this time it's closing. Here comes in fourth position, Benny Parsons and Jack Ingram. It's Yarborough out front, back in turn one. Right now, as Cale runs in
10: first, Baker going second, Neil Bonnet going third, fourth is Betty Parsons, fifth is Jack Ingram, sixth goes the Grant Adcox car, Darrell Waltrip running there in seventh, exiting the number two corner. It's going to be Buddy Baker going to the inside of Kale Yarbrough. Neil Bonnet looks to make it three wide and does
11: down the stretch. He makes it three wide, and here comes Jack Ingram right in behind the Neil Bonnet car. He's trying to get up there and around Baker. Baker now beating him to the turn, but Neil Bonnet moves out in front with Baker in second, a dead heat for third between Jack Ingram and Cale Yarbrough. Two by two, the front two
0: have split. Bonnet leads Baker. Ingram, bottom of the racetrack against Kale Yarbrough. Two tough, hard chargers. Yarbrough will get the nod for third. He's in the draft. Ingram is out of it.
1: Neil Bonnet out front, here he comes to the stripe through the tri down to the bottom of the racetrack Baker wants that lead, he will never settle for second if he's capable of getting in front he chases him down into turn one, but it's still Bonnet out front.
10: Jack Ingram being drop kicked back to fifth running order as Neil Bonnet leads that single file choo-choo through the first and second turn Baker running second, it's going to be Kale third Benny Parsons going fourth, Daryl Waltrip now fifth, Jack Ingram running sixth single file until David Pearson pulls out, he tries to pass Donnie Allison
11: Pearson trying it, and now Buddy Becker falling on the inside of Neil Bonnet. He's got a nose out in front. Kale Yarborough following him, and they're going to front Kale Yarborough, and they go in on into that number two position. Is Yarborough falling back to third? Is Neil Bonnet?
0: Bonnet gets caught out of the draft, and it's Buddy Baker who leads the Talladega 500. Tight draft
1: coming off the turn, and here Yarborough goes back downstairs for the lead. Kale Yarborough comes right to the bottom of the racetrack, almost takes it in the grass, and Neil Bonnet goes underneath Yarborough. They're three wide at the start-finish line for the lead. If that had been a finish, it would have been a photo finish. Back in one, Bonnet at the bottom of the speedway.
10: Up the banking, Bonnet goes in front now. Kale yarborough goes to the low side of buddy baker he tries to sweep up into second place but buddy stays right with him they move up up in some race traffic blackie wanger and pulls out of the way jack ingram now makes a charge for third place as he pulls out alongside kale yarborough as they head to three
11: here comes that car number 88 as daryl waltrip goes by jack ingram's car falls into fourth place there's two cars side by side now baker getting the front nod as they move into the fourth turn Baker is drafted underneath Neil Bonnet for the lead. Bonnet rides
0: second. Yarborough is third. Buddy Baker is in the fourth spot. The Gatorade car of Waltrip is fifth, and
2: Bonnet comes right back on the downside. Neil Bonnet chews up the lead and comes to the front of the triangle, lengthens as it comes to the start-finish line, with Cale Yarbrough getting by Baker to take over second. Third is Baker, Parsons is fourth, fifth position goes to Waltrip, going downstairs for the sixth spot is David Pearson.
10: David takes sixth place away from Jack Ingram, who is now just about to be passed by Donnie Allison. Meanwhile, back at the point, it's going to be single file off number two. It'll be Neil Bonnet leading the way to Cale Yarbrough in second. Betty Baker, third. Benny Parsons fourth. Waltrip running fifth back to turn three.
11: Ten cars snaking their way all together down the back straightaway. Ingram now the tenth car as Kale Yarborough tries to move down on the inside of Neil Bonnet. Can't quite make it. Neil is the man out front. This is a sight you'll see only at Talladega. A
0: ten-car draft leading a 20-car draft. Neil Bonnet heads the parade off turn four. Yarborough is locked onto his
2: bumper. Field comes to the stripe once again, and Cale Yarbrough would like nothing better than the plank His Bush Beer Oldsmobile in front of that later Mercury. But at the present time, it's single-file, choo-choo train style as they dart into turn one once again, and they pick the low groove this time, and then let it wide, drift low, almost up to the Winston 500 side. It looked
10: to stabilize just a minute, but now Cale Yarbrough drifts right back in behind Field. But Buddy Baker still right there. Now a four-car draft and a tight one with Benny Parsons in fourth. Meanwhile, further back, Donnie Allison making a move in ninth place, trying to pass Jack Ingram.
11: He falls down there, but has to fall back in line. Meantime, up front, traffic just in front of Neil Bonnet in the fourth turn.
0: Front four cars have about half a second on fifth place, Walter. It is still Bonnet with Yarbrough locked onto the rear deck lid of the Mercury. Coming up in third spot is Buddy Baker. Benny Parsons in
2: fourth, and it begins to tighten up. Don't think this single-file action is not without its hairy moments. Neil Bonnet, when someone moves in the draft, everyone feels that movement, even if you're on the point. You know, see,
8: people don't realize it, just like you're talking about. I, you can be leading a race or running third, and you can feel somebody back there in 10th place jump out of line or move around, and it's just like a, a freight train you see on the railroad track. It's just a clunk, clunk, clunk right up the line. Everybody moves. It's just a it jolts the wind around and disturbs the air. It's kind of tough, the speeds we go, to get a car comfortable here at 200 miles an hour.
2: Well, that freight train whistle stops through. Through turn three in front of Hal Hamrick, and they're passing some of the
11: slower traffic. They have to back off. Buddy Baker was sneaking a peek on the inside, couldn't quite make it. He's falling in line now as they go into the fourth turn.
0: Single foul through turn four is rookie Terry Labonte, the fastest
2: rookie qualifier in the race. Comes on to pit road and behind the wall, Neil Bonnet leads the back to the trial area. Well, that's a tough break for Terry Labonte. He's already gathered in $500 from WIBC Radio at Indianapolis, Indiana, who awarded $500 to the fastest rookie qualifier for today's Talladega. 500. The check was presented as part of pre-race festivities. The MRN Broadcasting Company congratulates Terry Labonte and the sponsor of this unique award, WIBC in Indianapolis. Leaders are in front of Eli Gold.
10: Single file, bonnet in front, Yarborough second, Buddy Baker third, Benny Parsons fourth, Waltrip fifth, David Pearson going sixth, back to turn three.
11: Seven cars tightly bunched together, then two as Jack Ingram comes to come up out of that second group to catch the first group, but it's still Neil Bonnet leading the way into the fourth turn.
0: Front seven cars, single file, but for Grant Adcox, who's trying it again on the bottom of the racetrack, he's trying to move on Pearson as they come out of turn four, Adcox comes back up in line, they're single
1: file. Heading back into the start-finish line. It's still bonnet out front and as strong as the battle is for the lead right now. There's just as good a battle going on back in that second pack of cars for 13th position. Here comes Richard Petty leading down Dave Marcus and Bobby Allison. They've been drafting nose to tail, and Joe Milliken and Ty Scott have made it a five-car draft for that 13th position.
0: One car out of shape up in turn four. A tense moment as it did not touch the banking but came right back down to the apron and then got back under control and underway. That was James Hilton, and he appears to have scraped up the right side of his Palatine Automotive
1: Oldsmobile. The track at turn 4 now, though, is clear, and Hilton is on pit road. Hilton brings his machine down on the pit road. Thus far, nobody has had any trouble in the 11th annual Talladega 500. Just a few raindrops a moment ago on lap number 21 brought out the caution flag. We're working the 35th lap coming up on 100 miles. Of the 500 mile event here this afternoon front seven cars in the trial bonnet out front baker is second how long will he be content to ride there kale is third fourth is parsons and he looks strong today in fifth position still. Right now is the Gatorade car of Waltrip. They're back to Eli Gold. Last
10: time through, Buddy Baker looked down low to the inside and tried to make a move on Neil Bonnet. Thought better of it and made it a single line again coming off the turn. This time nobody makes a move until Baker pulls out. He looks to the inside of Neil Bonnet down the back straightaway. Can't make a move and it's going to be single file again.
11: He has to fall in line and he is in that line right now. Those first three cars tied tightly together with Yarborough the third car behind. Neil Bonnet and Buddy Baker as they move into the fourth turn.
0: Field up at Turn four, Cuckoo Marlin heads on a pit road. The entire windshield has caved in on his Cunningham Kelly Chevrolet as Neil Bonnet brings the field off turn four. Single file running and traffic dead ahead.
1: Again, they will be coming up on some of the lapped automobiles. What will Neil Bonnet do? Is he going to take the outside groove? He does. He moves around Steve Moore and Baxter Price. Bonnet just will not give up that lead, and if Baker can't take it away from him here at Talladega, you can bet nobody can. Baker chews on his rear deck lead over in turn one.
10: Buddy Baker's right there. Second, Cale Yarborough looks to the inside trying to make a bid. Can't do so. He runs third. Betty Parsons fourth. Waltrip fifth. David Pearson sixth. And Grant Adcox automobile right there seventh we've got the Jack Ingram car trying to close in as well we should point out Bobby Allison he had some troubles earlier was way out towards the high wall coming through turn number two but he gathered it back in
11: Buddy Baker's moved down to the inside and he's trying to take that number one spot away
0: from Neil Bonnet. Baker has the lead at turn four. He comes right to the bottom of the racetrack, just scrapes the
1: apron. Bonnet, though, has the high side and the momentum off the turn. Bonnet has the lead. Two of the bravest in the business. More nerve than a sore tooth is what they say in Winston Cup racing for Neil Bonnet and Buddy Baker. But right now, Bonnet goes right back into the lead, and riding the draft up front goes Cale Yarborough. Baker's got to slip back to fourth position. Eli Gold.
10: Buddy Baker right now running in fourth with David Pearson trying to close the sights on him. He's running fifth, and David's got company as well because Waltrip runs sixth right now it's single file again off the number two corner Neil Bonnet shows the way, nose to tail with Cale Yarborough, Benny Parsons a strong third.
11: It looked like for a moment that possibly Cale Yarborough would be making a move, now Buddy Maker makes a move down on the inside of Benny Parsons he captures that third position once again as they move to the fourth. Baker this time is back
0: up with the groove and he is in the draft, he got out of it last time Bonnet had the high side and pulled him down the short shoot to the trial. Well, this time, single file, and Yarbrough doing a tattoo on the back of Neil
2: Bonnet's car. Bonnet is your leader. Baker runs second. Cale Yarbrough is now being posted in the third with Benny Parsons in fourth spot. Moving into fifth position would be car number two, David Pearson dropping into sixth would be the Check that. In sixth position would be Daryl Waltrip. David Pearson would be in in seventh. Eighth position would be the Jack Ingram machine. Grant Adcox in ninth. Running in the tenth spot is Donnie Allison. In eleventh position is the. They're showing car number 90. That would be the the uh, Junie Dunlevy machine with. Uh, Chesapeake, Virginia's driver, Ricky Rudd. Richard Petty is being shown 13th. Buddy Arrington, 14th. In 15th spot is Harry Gantt. In 16th position is Jody Ridley. Moving into 17th position is Dave Marcus. Bobby Allison is 18th. 19th is Joe Milliken. And running in 20th is Bruce Hill.
10: And Jackie, let's give a call to Richard Childress and Bob Burcham. Those two cars, the CRC chemical car and the build and asphalt automobile, they've been having their own private battle. Though maybe back a bit from the headlines to the frontrunners, they've been swapping positions back and forth. all
1: afternoon here comes that battle for 13th position we were telling you about richard petty dave marcus donnie allison bobby allison ty scott and joe millican they're running for that 13th spot and they are glued together as they move to you eli gold it's
10: going to be nose to tail with the exception of ty scott who tries to move to the underneath side of bobby allison and does as they exit the turn it's going to be richard petty leading the way to dave marcus donnie allison bobby allison then ty scott trying to sneak in front of joe millican but millican shuts the door
11: he shuts the door, he's down on the low side he has to fall back in line, it's still Richard Petty leading the pack as he moves with Dave Marcus into the turn, the Allison brothers
1: running third and fourth in that group. Here comes a round on the outside Benny Parsons just put a move on Buddy Baker and Baker is dropping back he slows down heading into turn one, he lost the draft for a moment and Baker begins to fall back and it looks like something is wrong with the car Eli.
10: Indeed, Buddy Baker right now being passed by the Grand Adcox automobile and Buddy Baker brings it well low on the racetrack, everybody else whisks past him, here comes Dick May along with Jack Ingram, J.D. McDuffie, Jimmy Means everybody going by Buddy Baker who slows now into turn three.
2: Problems on Buddy Baker's machine from Alabama International Motor Speedway, this is the MRN Broadcasting Company.
1: Back at Alabama International Motor Speedway Still a blazer for the lead right now. Down in turn number one, Neil Bonnet just will not give it up. They're trying to take it away from him. Cale Yarborough's tried every move in the book to get around him. No way, Eli Gold.
10: That's right. Cale again, each time through, he's been looking to the inside, to the outside, can't make a move. And now those two trying to sneak away, while David Pearson, Darrell Waltrip, and Benny Parsons, along with Brad Adcock, hook up in their own four-car private draft to try and chase him down. Cale just... Uh tries on the inside, tries on the high side, but
11: Neil Bonnet holds him off every way. They just moved around Marty Robbins. There's still one-two going into turn four.
0: Nevertheless, those two cars are glued together. Bonnet and Yarborough doing a good job of pulling away from third place David Pearson and the rest of the field.
2: 22 cars are being posted on the same lap with the leaders, but now make it 21. Is going to the garage, to the chicken coop, as they say, is Bunny Baker in the win incorporated Oldsmobile. Another tough afternoon here at Talladega for the three time former winner here at Alabama International Motor Speedway, and it has fallen short with only 43 laps completed. Lead team, however, begins to pull away to a sizable separation in front of Eli Gold. It's a two car session now, Eli. That's right. It's an unrelenting challenge by Kale
10: Yarbrough, though he's not really dicing around anymore. He's tucked right back in. In behind Neil Bonnet, and those two begin to streak away from the rest of the pack. A larger gap right now for them than anybody's enjoyed all afternoon.
0: That's about two and a half seconds as they come through the north banking at turn four. David Pearson leads a four-car draft from third place on back. Walter trying to shuffle to the inside of Pearson. No luck this time, and they continue to lose ground to the leader.
1: That brought twosome have opened up now about a four-second separation between themselves and third, fourth, and fifth place cars, and right now it seems that Cale Yarbrough's taken a look at his rearview mirror and said, hey, if we keep this draft going, we can put some distance
2: between ourselves and the rest of the field, and that's what they're doing, Jackie Root. And for Cale Yarbrough, the win at Pocono and the Coca-Cola 500 seems to have taken some pressure off the Junior Johnson Bush Beer Racing Team.
13: Well, yeah, I feel a little better. Uh, you know, it's been a pretty long dry spell, and uh, I think it uh, not, not only did a lot for me, but for the, for the whole crew and all. It's, we just proved that we can, we can still win races, and uh, I think we're going to definitely shine a little bit from here on out.
2: As the leaders go to turn four and come to the tri-oval, the battle royale for 12th position with Marcus on the point is in front of Eli Gold.
10: Donnie Allison trying to pull down low, looks to take that 12th spot. Joe Milliken goes along with him. Bobby Allison there as well. They head to turn three.
1: As that group of traffic moves up into the number three corner, the leaders scream across the start-finish line and it continues trouble on Cecil Gordon's car as he heads off into turn number one. Smoke out of the machine. Let's pick it up, Eli Gold. Cecil Gordon has
10: the car under control down low on the racetrack. Though smoke continues to bellow out from behind it he's down low on the apron everybody passing him on the high side so Cecil out of harm's way he's under power but continues
1: down low on the apron of the track Cecil Gordon who apparently broke something on a car does not appear to be an engine it's just a plume of smoke out of the machine he puts it down on the apron of the track and comes on around no caution on the speedway front twosome in front of Mike Joy
0: they continue to build ground, Barney, on third place, David Pearson, and the rest of the field.
1: Yarborough has not made a move. He's staying right on Bonnet's deck lift. Back to the start-finish line. The front two, Yarborough and Bonnet have it all to themselves as they continue to stretch that interval between the third-place car. David Pearson in the Lowe's Oldsmobile. Back in turn number one, Pearson is third. Waltrip still hanging on to fourth spot as they move over to Eli Gold.
10: David Pearson a couple of times through seems to be trying to put some distance between himself and the rest of those cars. He might think, let's pull away and try and catch it, but right now, Darrell Waltrip along with Benny Parsons and Grant Adcox all tie in again with David Pearson. Right now, as a matter of fact, Benny Parsons tries to go to the inside and make a challenge. Benny Parsons down on the
11: inside. Grant Adcox trying to follow him, but Daryl Waltrip holds off that charge for the moment. Now it's still Parsons down on the inside as they're side-by-side going into the fourth turn. Now Parsons will have the short way around the bottom of the racetrack.
0: But Pearson up on the high side with Walter will have the momentum and more RPM off the corner and that's the way it plays. Pearson and Walter, Parsons and Adcox.
1: Down to the line. it right now by two car leagues. He's in front. Kale is riding second. Third place is David Pearson. Fourth is Waltrip. Fifth is Biddy Parsons and six is Grant Adcox in the meantime
2: another car has returned to the race with a new driver at the controls Clifton Cuckoo Marlin brought an ailing Cunningham Kelly Chevrolet in a pit row with a busted windshield and his crew chief Sterling Marlin who competed in the Arca 200 yesterday has taken over the controls from his dad and he has brought the ailing machine back out onto the racetrack. Leaders work in front of Mike Joy as they go to turns three and four
0: Working race traffic, Bonnet and Yarbrough continue to stay glued together. They're running about midway up the racetrack, looking now for the high groove as they came up on three slower cars. Bonnet threads the needle between slow cars and the wall as they lap by Bill Elliott
2: and the DK Ulrich car. Going to the high side of race traffic. Blackie Wangren right in front of Neil Bonnet. Bonnet goes out wide across the concrete retaining barrier to put a lap on Wangren. In right glued to the rear deck of the Later Mercury is Cale Yarbrough. They have lengthened their advantage to some five seconds over your third place machine. David Pearson as they go in front of Eli Gold.
10: Your leaders work their way past Dawsonville Chargers. Bill Elliott as well as they work down the back chute right now. It's going to be Neil Bonnet again. Nose to tail though with Cale Yarbrough passing us now about four seconds behind. Daryl Walsh leading Benny Parsons along with David Pearson.
11: Waltrip made that move just a moment ago on that second pack of cars and moved around Pearson. Pearson right now satisfied to stay in that second place in that second pack as he goes into the fourth turn.
0: And Waltrip seems to be pulling away from Pearson just a bit. Two now three car lengths at the fourth turn and perhaps Waltrip's Gatorade Oldsmobile has a bit more than the other Olds that he's
1: drafting with. Well, as that group scrambles back in the field, the front twosome continue to get even further away as they scoot back into the number one corner right now. It's still Neil Bonnet in front, riding in second as Cale Yarborough. And Jackie, David Pearson doing a whale of a job here this afternoon. Anybody who said the Silver Fox had lost his nerve in stock car racing should be here and watch him
2: run. A lot of people have said that David Pearson disliked Daytona and Talladega. He told us yesterday, no, that's not so. It's just that it's so mentally and demanding when you run here at Talladega.
7: Uh, you've got to keep your mind on what you're doing at all times. You can't uh, relax and look across and look at the uh, scoreboard, or you can't look in the grandstand at the people. And, uh, you just can't do nothing. you just got to keep your mind on exactly on what you're doing because you're running so fast. And, and other racetracks, even, say, at 160 mile an hour, you've got time to look around and you can look at your gauges. You can look at anything and uh, have a little bit more fun about it. But this is strictly business right here when you're in this place.
2: Well, strictly business, that's what he's doing right now. He's posted in the fourth position behind an ailing Daryl Waltrip, and they are losing valuable ground of that two-car draft session with Bonnet in front, Yarborough in second. They are now some six seconds behind that tandem team as they go in front of Eli Gold.
10: The leaders go by with Daryl Waltrip, now in third. David Pearson in fourth. Benny Parsons running fifth. Grant Adcox right along them with the ride as well. As they work their way back to turn number three, it's going to be single file as they chase down the leaders.
11: Daryl Waltrip doing a fine job leading that pack. David Pearson just content now to watch them as is Benny Parsons as they move into that fourth thing.
0: Bonnet has fallen off the pace into the bottom of the racetrack. The leader Mercury slows right down on the apron and heads for pit road. Yarbrough will lead the Talladega 500.
1: Here comes Neal Bonnet on the pit road, and this could be a Regner's pit stop. It would be a little bit early. That caution went back to green uh, when the rain came out on the 26th lap, so they've completed some 30 laps since
2: that time. It might be just a routine pit stop. We'll get Darrell Derringer to check on that. A regularly scheduled pit stop for Neil Bonnet. He is back. And now Kel Yarbrough has presented his Bush Beer Oldsmobile on a pit road for service as well. He is back into the race with 53 laps completed. From Alabama International Motor Speedway, this is the MRN Broadcasting Company.
3: The NASCAR season is here, and Toyota Racing is looking for clashers.
1: At Talladega, Alabama, 55 laps are complete in the Talladega 500 at the 188-lap event this afternoon. The leader is now Darrell Waltrip. David Pearson has moved up into second position. Riding third is Benny Parsons, and fourth is Grant Adcox. And pit stops will be coming up for all of the drivers here momentarily. Two of the top cars have already been onto pit road. Neil Bonnet planked his car down a moment ago, and so did Cale Yarborough. Those were the front two that have made their regular pit stops. Let's go to Darrell Derringer for an update on that.
5: Cale Yarborough came in on a scheduled pit stop. He had a super pit stop. He had a 13 and a half second, and he was
1: way running. Quick stop for Cale Yarborough in the Bush Oldsmobile of Junior Johnson, and then momentarily we'll see all the front runners coming in. Here comes that second group of traffic again. They've been having quite a scramble back there, Jackaroot, between Bobby Allison and Donnie, and about seven or eight other cars. As they shuffle down to the number one corner, it's still Waltrip. Pearson rides on his bumper in the number two spot just about a car length behind. They move to Eli Gold.
10: Buddy Parsons running three. Grant Atcox is running fourth right now. And they've got clear sailing. They've moved by race traffic and nothing ahead of them in the foreseeable distance. Right now, exiting high towards the outside retaining wall. It's going to be single file. Waltrip showing the way in front. David Pearson is right there in second, the tight four-car draft.
2: Now remember, those drivers have yet to show on pit road, so that will shuffle things considerably. Considerably, but as you watch that battle as it goes in front of Mike Joy, it does not seem to be, Mike, as if the problems with Darrell Waltrip physically have affected his driving chores in the Gatorade, Chevro- Gatorade Oldsmobile this afternoon.
0: Not the way he's leading this four-car draft, Jack, and everybody's playing the waiting game to see which of these cars will pit
2: first so they don't lose that draft. We're coming down across the stripe. They spread them out three wide, and then go single file across starter Chip Warren, start finish line with Waltrip in front, Pearson second. A good call for Grant Adcox in fourth with Benny Parsons in third. Adcox running very strong in that Adcox Kirby Oldsmobile this afternoon. Bobby Allison's coming in.
1: So Bobby Allison will be the next of the front runners to make his appearance on pit road. They can go approximately somewhere between 34 and 38 laps here, and that is stretching it a little bit. Most of the front runners have already completed just over 30 laps after that caution flag coming out, and the green went back to the Speedway on lap number 26. So Bobby Allison pits his machine. As of yet, that front foursome show no indication of bringing their cars onto pit road as they move back to Mike Joy.
0: Front four out of the fourth turn and down onto the straightaway. Everybody running right up near the wall. Cale Yarborough had a much faster pit stop than Neil Bonnet and led him back out on the racetrack, but Bonnet has caught and repassed Yarborough now.
1: Here comes the leader across the line, still Waltrip out front. And Jack, you pointed out a moment ago, the way he is driving this car, if he is physically ill, he certainly doesn't show it here this afternoon, the way he's moved around the speedway, perhaps getting out there and getting into competition as the adrenaline flowing and pumped him up a little bit.
2: For those of you that are following the Winston Cup Grand National debut in the STP Dodge of Kyle Petty, the 19-year-old protege of Richard Petty, his daddy is presently posted in the 29th position. Back in the third turn, David Pearson
11: moves down on the inside. He's going to try Waltrip this time. He's taking the low way, and he passes him, moving out in front of the fourth turn.
0: Pearson has the lead, and those four cars run right up toward the wall, coming off turn four. Everybody's still in the high groove. Nobody ducks to pit road. It remains a waiting game, and how much gas can be left in those cars?
10: Let's give a call to Joe Millick and Donnie Allison, Dave Marcus, Ty Scott, as they continue to work their own private battle back to turn number three. They're further back in the pack, but it's a hot battle.
11: Joe Milliken's leading that group, but Donnie Allison keeping the pressure on him. Two and three car side by side as Dave Marcus falls to the inside. Grant Adcox to the high side going into the fourth third.
0: That'll be Ty Scott working up above Dave Marcus. He's had a fine run this afternoon in a very tightly bunched battle that's sewn a little paint being traded. Milliken and Allison coming back to the line in a three-car wedge.
1: That's been a battle all afternoon for those spots back in the field, and the draft in that second wave has put on just as good a show for the fans here this afternoon as it has up front. But
0: Barney Darrell Waltrip
1: is down on the track, he looks to be headed for Pit Road as Parsons goes around him.
0: Pearson is already by, Parsons has passed Waltrip, both of those cars will duck onto Pit Road as David
2: Pearson comes by as the leader. Two of the front runners elect to present their cars on Pit Road, and David Pearson, the Silver Fox will lead the 60th Circuit of 188 schedule. From Alabama International Motor Speedway, this is the Emerson. MRN Broadcasting Company. Here at Alabama International Motor Speedway, some several tense moments here as the Tommy Gale machine had an engine expire in the tri-oval, and this is a break for David Pearson and Grant Adcox. They have yet to present their cars on pit road, and the caution is out here. Starter Chip Warren has brought out the second caution of the afternoon on the 60th Circuit, and it will be a break for your current leader, David Pearson. He'll be able to bring his car in the Lowe's Hardware Oldsmobile and make a lengthy pit stop by virtue of this caution flag situation, Barney.
1: Well, it is going to be a break for Pearson and several of the other drivers also who had not made their regular scheduled pit stops. 60 laps have been completed, the caution coming out for the second time. This time it comes out with an engine apparently unhinged on the Tommy Gale automobile right here in the front straightaway. And Chip Moran has signaled that caution is on the field. At Talladega, Alabama, with 60 laps complete, we've just turned a little over 160 miles of the 500-mile event.
2: The field here at the Talladega 500 has come under the tether of the Pontiac Silverbird safety car as they work around the speedway, but on Pitt Road, it looks like a line at a cafeteria taking on Union 76 Racing gasoline and new rubber as they prepare for a resumption of racing here in the Talladega 500. 41 cars started this Talladega 500, but several of them have fallen by the board, so to speak, and they are resting in front of Joe Alloy in the garage. And for an attrition rate, let's go to Joe
4: seven automobiles now sit here in the garage area the first to retire driven by dick may car number 87 that was a blue automobile dick may of course went back to fill in on the track frank warren had to come in with rocker arm troubles of end. he's just carried the car back out terry labonte overheating buddy baker that was a valve problem buddy baker's changed clothes on his way to pit road number 24 cecil gordon also a valve problem number seven al holbert Overheating and vibration, they're working on that car, may be able to get it back out. Number 39, Blackie Wangarin oil pressure, and the latest to retire, number 27, Tommy Gale, with engine failure. Seven automobiles in the garage area.
2: From Alabama International Motor Speedway, this is the MRN Broadcasting Company. Here at Alabama International Motor Speedway, Jack Arood along with Barney Hall and the rest of the MRN Broadcasting Company. We are working the 65th Circuit still under caution here after the second caution of the afternoon was brought out when Tommy Gale driving the Elmo-Langley-prepared Sonny King Honda Ford Thunderbird had an engine expire directly at the Talladega USA USA side in the triable area. And it was a hairy couple of moments for Tommy Gale of McKeesport, Pennsylvania when the car slid almost into the wall at the start-finish line. He gathered the tether back up and continued upon his way, but it brought out the second caution. With us right now is the sales and marketing director for STP Corporation out of Fort Lauderdale, Florida, Dick Treglown. And, Dick, you're no stranger to racing. You've seen it from the short tracks of the super speedways. Your impressions of this Talladega 500?
14: Well, Jack, this is my first time at Talladega and uh, for a race, and it's super. Uh, the people are tremendous. Uh, I can't say enough about this state, and it's definitely not going to be my last trip.
2: The competition here, though, it's absolutely phenomenal. We know you've seen so many races at Daytona International Speedway, but Talladega certainly, indeed, is something different. Just the the little bit extra, the one, the .16 miles, seems to make it a whole different type of ball game when we get here, as compared to Daytona.
14: I get chills. And uh, it's just an incredible experience, and there's nothing like it in the world. What about
2: the chills of seeing two STP machines, an Oldsmobile and a Dodge, in competition in this Talladega 500? Who are you pulling for, Petty or Petty?
14: Uh, thank you, no comment. Okay. But it's uh, We look forward to uh, a long association with Richard, and uh, now that Kyle has joined our team, uh, they'll be down for negotiation shortly, I'm sure, and it's going to be... Uh, uh just tremendous for our company and uh they're tremendous people uh, petty enterprises have been very good to STP and we just look forward to many years with both Richard and Kyle.
2: The success story for STP Corporation, well, they could write a book about it, and marketing majors in every college in the United States of America should read it. You pick motor racing as your method, as your mode of getting the word out to the people, first with Andy Granatelli back at Indianapolis, and then with Winston Cup Grand National Racing. It has paid off dividends, and I would imagine it's paid it off three or four fold for you.
14: Well, you look around here, 100,000 people, and these are our people, and... Uh, This is why we've chosen motor racing, and uh, I think our stronghold is in the south, and you go through these stands here, and these are our customers. God bless them all. Well, I'm going to have
2: to put you on the spot. You've got to pick a winner, one or the other. Who would you want to pull for? Would it be Kyle or Richard or someone else that you're out there that you think will win this Talladega 500?
14: How about this for politics? How about Richard first and Kyle second?
2: Well, we'll just have to wait and see. In fact, I think Richard Petty had some comments about that. We asked Richard before, as Dick Treglon makes his way here. Thanks so much for stopping by. But we talked to Richard and we asked him, we said, if it comes down to the last lap between you and your son, Kyle, what would you do? Would you treat him any differently than you would a Pearson or a Yarborough or maybe a Waltrip?
15: Right now, that's one of my big ambitions is to get it down to where me and him's racing
8: for the lead. Then we'll worry about it then.
2: (laughs) Well, as we said, at the present time, they are posting Richard Petty in the 13th position, but this will tighten things up considerably. In 23rd position at the present time is his son, 19 years of age, making his initial Winston Cup Grand National debut. That's Kyle Petty driving the STP Dodge. From Alabama International Motor Speedway, this is the MRN Broadcasting Company.
1: At Alabama International Motor Speedway with 74 laps now being posted on the board. Let's update you as to how they're running. The leader is Pearson riding second right now as Waltrip. And a shuffle back through the pack from there on shows right now Benny Parsons in third position and Cale Yarborough fourth. We told you that Richard Petty had moved up the third spot, but the latest rundown from scoring has Petty posted one lap down to the rest of the field. Here comes the front pack back into the trial oval heading for the start-finish line. And Waltrip has moved out front trailing him now the rookie driver from random north carolina the number two spot joe millican pearson has fallen back to third and there's 15 cars in that lead draft back in one
10: that long draft is Darrell walchip right now showing no ill effects of the flu bug leads the pack through turn number two they split the turn right down the middle as walchip whips it off the turn and takes him out towards the high wall Milliken behind him but it's going to be david pearson right behind millican who is actually second in the running order
11: and if uh, Darrell Waltrip was ill, he's certainly feeling fine now. He's out front where he likes to be. And Pearson taking a look at him as they go into that turn. He has to fall back in line as they move to the fourth turn. There are about 16 cars
0: lined up in very tight single file formation off of that number four corner. Waltrip leading a long parade of Oldsmobiles. Only breaking it is the Caprice of Marcus.
1: Beautiful drafting here at Talladega, Alabama. That's what it's all about and that's what it's famous for. 15, 16 cars in that lead draft and Waltrip not showing any of the effects of the illness he suffered earlier in the week as he punches the Gatorade car to the front of the pack over to Eli Gold.
10: Nose to tail, Waltrip followed by Milliken, then comes David Pearson, the Dave Marcus car, likewise Dick Brooks he's there, Cale Yarbrough, Benny Parsons Ricky Rudd, Ty Scott, everybody representatives right now, they begin to shuffle down the back straight away, they make it double file
11: They're moving back and forth, that draft up front though, Joe Milliken getting a lot of education as a rookie right in behind Darrell Waltrip as he moves into the fourth third
0: They've opened up about four car on David Pearson, who has Dave Marcus very tightly in tow. Then it's about five car lengths back to Cale Yarborough. Yarborough working right on the front
2: bumper of Dick Brooks, who is the lap down. Daryl Waltripper currently leads the Winston Cup Grand National points chase for 1979, leads this Talladega 500. Uh, Joe Milliken has dropped himself into second position, while running in third is David Pearson, Cale Yarborough is posted in fourth, and Benny Parsons is fifth, they run the shoot and scoot to Eli Gold. Some
10: kind of driving through the turn as Cale Yarborough made it three wide with Dave Marcus on the low side, Dick Brooks on the high side, Marcus is out of it, he backs off the throttle, being passed by all 16 cars in the draft, it's now single file back to Hal Hamrick with Dave Marcus well off the pace.
11: Cale Yarborough trying to catch those first three cars as he went around those other cars Just a moment ago, Kale about uh, 25 car lengths now. Separation between him and the first three cars. That front car, three-car draft with a sizable separation as Waltrip leads them around, heading
0: up the second draft. That will be Cale Yarborough. Brooks on his bumper, then Ricky Rudd and Ty Scott.
2: And coming in the pits. Richard Petty presents his STP Oldsmobile on a pit road for the service from Maurice Petty and Dale Lindman and the rest of the STP crew. In the meantime, Barney Hall, a good amount of credit, belongs to this appliance wheels Oldsmobile effort by Joe Milliken, the rookie. He is running very strong, directly behind your leader, Daryl Waltrip.
10: Milliken doing a job interesting to note also the way the automobile of... Ricky Rudd is handling, he goes to the high side, Ty Scott was really glued down low on the racetrack, taking the short way around the speedway, good handling for the number 30.
2: It's right side rubber for Richard Petty, he is down off the Jackson away and comes across the start finish line to return to the race on the 77th circuit here of 188 scheduled leaders scream through turn 4 and head to the position of Mike Joy Tight battle going on between Ty
0: Scott and Grant Adcox doing very well up in the top ten. Scott is going around Adcox to take what
1: looks to be the seventh spot. Later. Later. The leader will be catching some lapped automobiles, Jack, as he moves down in the number one corner. But Waltrip is setting a blistering pace in the Talladega 500. That temperature just before race time this afternoon on the track was just over 137 degrees as the Goodyear Tire
2: Engineers checked
1: it. Waltrip
2: is out front. And running directly behind him is Joe Millican. In third spot is David Pearson. Cale Yarbrough in the Bush Beer Oldsmobile is in fourth. Fifth position to the Adcox Kirby Oldsmobile of Grant Adcox. In sixth position is Joe Millican. In seventh spot, Uh, check that, in it's... It in 6th position is Benny Parsons in the Griffin Marine car, in 7th spot one lap off the pace is the DK Ulrich machine, Richard Petty being shown in 8th position, Ninth spot to Bill Elliott, in 10th position is Bobby Allison Harry Gant is 11th, 12th spot goes to Donnie Allison in the Hawaiian Tropic Chevrolet, in 13th spot is the Sonny King Mercury, that's being driven by Jody Ridley, in 14th spot is Jack Ingram, then 2 laps off the pace in the CRC Oldsmobile in 15th position is Richard Childress the Global Heat Exchange Buick, 4 Bruce Hill runs in 16th. 17th spot is now being posted as Kyle Petty. Running in 18th is Buddy Arrington. 19th spot goes to to Marty Robbins. In 20th position is Sterling Marlin. In 21st spot is J.D. McDuffie. While running 22nd in the Talladega 500 is the Iron Peddler Chevrolet for Baxter Price. One driver in the Talladega 500 is out of the race, but his car continues to run with his protege. That would be his son Sterling Lee, running in the car at the present time. And let's go down for the story from Joe Alloy.
4: Cuckoo Marlin has just come out of the hospital area. It's not your head; it's your hand that's
5: cut. Well, of course, I got my head just a little place, and my hand. Uh, eight cars us in a draft going down the back chute, and. Uh... I was in about the middle of it and all at once the
4: windshield pop right back. In How is the car performing today? How is Sterling doing?
5: The car was doing extra well. Uh, uh, we qualified way back, but we could kill. Once it got started, we keep up with draft, so we're sitting in pretty good shape right in there. Also,
4: the car of Neil Bonnet has an engine problem. J.D. McDuffie has just retired his
2: automobile, has his Jack Ingram. From Alabama International Motor Speedway, this is the MRN Broadcasting Company.
1: At the Alabama International Motor Speedway, veteran David Pearson giving everybody a lesson right now to how to get around the speedway as he leads the Talladega 500 on the 83rd circuit around the track. He's just heading up to Hal Hamrick.
11: And he has some slower traffic in front of him. Right now making a move on the inside is Daryl Waltrip. Waltrip trying to move around, that uh, car number two of David Pearson can't quite make it. Right in behind Pearson is Gail Yarborough. They have to fall back in line as they move to the fourth turn. Lap traffic splits the field. Pearson comes up on a slower car. Which way to go as the slow car moves up
0: towards the wall? Holds him off. That is the Richard Petty automobile. Yarborough goes downstairs for the lead.
1: As Pearson hesitated for a moment to see which groove Richard Petty would take, Cale Yarbrough took advantage of it, dived to the bottom of the racetrack and has the lead, but Pearson comes charging back door-to-door back in turn one.
10: David takes the high side, he's door handle-to-door handle with Cale Yarbrough, it's going to be Richard Petty directly in front of them running the interference as they come off the number two corner. It's going to be Richard Petty showing the way now in a single-file run with David Pearson behind him, Cale behind, and now Walchip dicing, likewise goes Pearson.
11: Pearson falls down to the inside just in front of that car number 88 of Daryl Waltrip. Following him is Cale Yarbrough. And now they're down on the inside, Petty on the high side, and they're moving around the Petty car as they move to the fourth turn. Faster cars
0: lapping underneath Richard Petty's STP Olds with Pearson on the point of the lead draft. Lined up right behind him is Yarbrough. Waltrip has fallen in
2: third in line. David Pearson looks in his rearview mirror as they go across the trial area and finds the blue and white bush beer colors staring him down in the face. Running in second is Cale Yarbrough. Daryl Waltrip runs in third. Grant Adcox is in the fourth spot. Running in the fifth position is now Benny Parsons while going sixth is Joe Millikan. Seventh is being shown as Ty Scott one lap down. D.K. Ulrich's machine is eighth. Ninth spot to Ricky Rudd. Bobby Allison is tenth. Eleventh to Jody Ridley. Donnie Allison in the Wyant Tropic Chevrolet is twelfth. Third 13th to Bill Elliott, 14th goes to Harry Gantt, and running 15th, one lap off the pace of the leaders is the STP Oldsmobile of Richard Petty.
0: Pearson has fallen back to third, up in the north bank, again is Cale Yarbrough on the head of the lead draft. Pearson got caught up high, now looks back down to the low side, as the
1: Oldsmobile's out in front of this Talladega 500, it's Yarbrough, then Waltrip and Pearson. Here come seven cars in the lead draft as they sweep down and to the dog leg here at Talladega, Yarborough will not give up that first spot. He worked on him for about 10 laps, finally picks his way back up there in the Bush Oldsmobile. He leads here in the Talladega 500 as they head to Eli Gold.
10: Darrell Waltrip continues to run right behind him. David Pearson going third, Joe Milliken behind and fourth. Then comes the Richard Petty automobile. It's going to be predictably single file down the back chute. Yarborough Yarborough showing the way to Darrell Waltrip who makes a challenge for the lead.
11: Darryl Waltrip down on the inside, but remember Cale Yarborough was as much as five car lengths behind a while ago, caught up, and now Darryl Waltrip fronts him, taking that low group moves in front of Cale Yarborough. Pearson still in third As Donnie
0: Allison heads for pit road, Waltrip leads them up through the fourth turn cutting down low and swinging it back up high in turn four and out to the wall in this short shoot a single file draft with Waltrip on the point
1: as they come back to the line, Donnie Allison takes the Hawaiian Tropic car through the pit wall and apparently is through for the day in the Talladega 500. Meanwhile, Waltrip has grabbed the lead. He heads down in turn number one, and there are now 12 cars back in the lead draft.
10: Cale Yarborough looks to make a move but can't do anything, so he keeps himself tucked right back in behind Darrell Waltrip. About three car lanes back to David Pearson. Everybody tight as Pearson has Joe Milliken right on his bumper. They begin that long, accelerating back shoot as they work their way back towards turn three. No movement this time.
11: No movement at all as they stay single file. Still, those first two cars about two car lengths in front of Pearson who's holding in the third position.
0: Yarborough looks to be trying to establish a two car breakaway with Waltrip as he did earlier with Neil Bonnet. Those cars are glued together off the fourth turn. Pearson in third, lined up right behind Pearson as Joe Milliken, and Richard Petty and Ty Scott.
2: A lot of people wondered if David Pearson would be able to stand the test of 500 miles of Talladega after a long layoff. What about it, David? Being off for so long since April, do you think he can go 500 miles
7: well, uh, that might be a little rough because uh, even before I quit, you know, it's been a long time since I run 500 miles. We had had uh, quite a bit of problems with blowing engines and uh, wrecking and everything else. So it uh, it actually has been a long time since I run 500 miles. So, but uh, uh, here at uh, Talladega, it's not that bad as uh, far as uh, fiscal wise. Uh, a little bit on the mental side, but uh, uh, I don't think I have any problem.
2: One thing to remember about the car that day that. David Pearson is driving for of the 6,089 laps that were possibly to be able to be run in the initial going in this Winston Cup Grand National Chase. That machine has failed to finish only 530 of those laps. Leaders come to the stripe with Waltrip, your leader. Yarbrough in second. Pearson goes downstairs seeking out that runner-up spot from his third position. From Alabama International Motor Speedway, this is the MRN Broadcasting Company. Talladega, Alabama, the scene of the world's fastest racetrack and the driver that holds the Guinness Book of Records for the world's fastest 500-mile contest is standing by in the garage area with Joe Alloy. No victory
4: lane today for Lenny Pond as he was last year, but Lenny, it's a trip to the hospital.
2: Well, Joe, I've been sick here since
4: I got here. Just got his last worse. I've all day and all day today in the hospital here at the racetrack. And, you know, it's really a big letdown not to be able to racing today and trying to defend my title and uh, maybe can win this race again. but.
10: Problems in
2: turn number one One car going up in a puff of smoke That's As they go into turn number two And Eli Gold It's going
10: to be Bobby Allison Exploding in a plume of white smoke He went up high Now he dives down low on the racetrack Just does see Jody Ridley get by him So Bobby brings it down off Out of
2: harm's way He's on the apron And the caution is out Your leader is Cale Yarbrough But it will be a battle back to the stripe The caution flag is out And they will race to the start finish line With Yarbrough in front, in front of Mike Joy
0: They're in the north bank And Cale leads David Pearson Richard Petty trying to get his lap back as they come through the north quarter and off a turn number four, Kale with a sizable advantage. A bit of race traffic. They'll be single file. Yarborough, Pearson, Joe Milliken.
2: The Bush Beer Oldsmobile barrels to the start finish line, and he will lead this caution period, the third caution of the afternoon. Coming out with a Warner W Hodgdon Thunderbird, fails to go the distance this afternoon in the Talladega 500 with Bobby Allison at control. Here at Alabama International Motor Speedway, the fourth caution of the, the third caution of the afternoon has just been displayed at the start-finish line as we rapidly approach the halfway mark here. And for an update on that caution period, let's go to Eli Gold.
10: Well, Bobby Allison's automobile, that 15 car, just went to the high side of the racetrack, and the white smoke just uh, showing behind the automobile. Bobby was not in anybody's way. He kept it on the high side until he found a gap. He let Jody Ridley's car get by him and then Bobby took it down low on the racetrack. So as far as cosmetic damage to the car, there was none, there was no contact, but Bobby Allison, a tough break, and that pretty well wraps it as far as the original cars are concerned for the Alabama gang here this afternoon.
2: And the timing was very nice for most of these front-running automobiles in the Talladega 500. They have presented themselves on pit road. First car out of the leaders is the Bush Beer Oldsmobile with Cale Yarbrough at the controls. Standing by with us in the booth during this caution period is the governor for this fine state of Alabama where Talladega, Alabama, Speedway is located. Governor Fob James. Governor, is this the first time you've been to a race at Talladega?
15: Uh, Jack, this is the first time I've been to a race ever, and uh, I found it one of the most exciting sports I've ever witnessed. Uh, we have a tremendous crowd here from all over the United States, and of course, we want to welcome them. And I think this is the best Talladega 500 we've had, and I think they'll get better each year. And I'm a fan. I've become a full-fledged fan within the last couple of hours. I. I grew up, you know, and back in those days it was baseball, basketball, and football, but I can't think of an evening that I've ever spent uh, in sports more exciting than the last two hours.
2: Well, indeed, you touched upon it. When you talk about sports in the state of Alabama, at least in the early days, when I was growing up, it was always the Bear, Bryant, and Alabama, the Crimson Tide. But now you hear them talk about the Alabama gang, and they talk about Allison, Bonnet, and Donnie Allison, and now Jimmy Smut Means. They all come from the Alabama area as well, and the state of Alabama has always had very strong ties to motor racing, but how about how does Talladega, Alabama itself, the racetrack, affect the economy in this Talladega County area? It, it's got to be strong.
15: It, uh, it's a tremendous strength and asset to the state, uh, and it will grow. There will be other other activity here. Uh, I, you know, we have two major races here, some minor races, and to me, it uh, I think it'll be tremendous growth in the days ahead, and the state supports it. Uh, we're proud of our races. Uh, we're proud of all of our athletes. And uh, we just want them to get better, and uh, we're going to support them
2: 100%. Well, if you had to pick a winner right now, Governor, who would it be? We ask everyone that comes up here who would you pick as the winner of the Talladega 500?
15: I'm not going to do that. I've watched these cars, I see them go into the pits, and they come out, and the scoreboard changes, and I'm just learning the rules, and. Uh I don't, I don't think I'm in a position to do it. I don't, I
2: don't believe anybody
15: is. I don't care what to say. I don't believe anybody can pick the outcome of this race right now. Did you now.
2: ever notice that every time we talk to the governor, the senator, whatever, he always has a very political way, very nondescript way of not picking a winner, and then at the end they always say, I knew that guy would win. If you had to, though, come back to Talladega, Alabama, Governor, what do you find is the most exciting thing that you've seen here today? Is there any one thing that stands out? Uh, absolutely Uh, you've been to a great
15: heavyweight boxing match Uh, you've been to a great bowl game uh, and uh, there's electricity in the air uh, with hundreds of thousands of people and you've got that same atmosphere here and you could tell it I could tell it as soon as I came into the stadium Uh, a very excited bunch of fans Uh, they are dedicated and That's what makes a sport a great sport, and you've got plenty of
2: it here today. Well, thanks so much for stopping by. We hope this is not the first and only visit to Alabama International Motor Speedway for you. We hope you come back for the Winston 500 in 1980, because that's going to be a whale of a race as well. Jackie, I'll be back. Nice talking with you, and come back to see us. Okay, thank you so much. The GMC safety trucks have been dispatched to the Bobby Allison incident to try and clean up the racetrack. Governor Fobb James who stopped by with us, Barney, and for an update report on some of the drivers and how they have fared with their visits to Pitt Road, let's go to Daryl Derringer.
5: Jackie, we thought for a while we were going to have a driver change in 88. Uh, Donnie Allison was standing by, but Daryl said,
2: well, let me run a few more laps, and whenever I get tired, I'll come in and ask for relief. From Alabama International Motor Speedway, this is the MRN Broadcasting Company. Here at Alabama International Motor Speedway, one of the front-running leading contenders for the Talladega 500 is David Pearson, but there could be some problems surfacing on that machine, Barney Hall. When he came out of pit road a moment ago, they couldn't
1: get the car in any kind of gear. They were pushing him back and forth, apparently it was jammed as they made that routine pit stop. Under caution a moment ago, they finally did get the car underway, and he just barely beat the caution car back out of the speedway, almost lost a lap. And then the car hesitated going down into turn number one. There could still be some problems on that machine. And we'll have Darrell Derringer dispatch one of his pit runners to find out what the problem is on the Lowe's Oldsmobile of the Australian Racing Team and David Pearson.
2: There's also a report from the garage area where Joe Alloy is standing by that Bobby Allison, driver of the Hodgdon Thunderbird, he is so close in this Winston Cup Grand National points chase for 1979. He's dropped back to fourth position. He's five points behind Cale Yarbrough, runs in third. Yarbrough is two points behind Richard Petty who runs in the second spot. And Darrell Waltrip continues to lead the points chase by a 209 point bulge. But that is how tight the Winston Cup chase is for 1979. He is a Elected, we understand, Joe, to change an entire engine and come back to the Talladega 500.
4: Bobby is not taking off his suit. In fact, he just now took off his helmet. He's sitting here drinking some water, standing right beside the car. He hopes, he says, I hope they can change the engine. We want to go back out. So that is the story now. If there's any change, we'll report it to you.
1: We are still under the third caution flag of the afternoon here at Talladega, Alabama. Ninety-six laps are complete. We're a little past the halfway mark in this event this afternoon. 188 laps will make up the Talladega 500. Three cautions thus far this afternoon. The first one came out on lap 21. Some light showers over in turns three and four just briefly for a couple of moments brought a halt to the activity under green then the second caution coming out on lap number 60 when Tommy Gale lost an engine on the Sonny King Ford machine here in the front stretch and Bobby Allison also losing an engine right here in the front straightaway a moment ago heading down into turn number one brought out the caution on lap number 91. We're leading right now is Benny Parsons. Joe Milliken is in second position. Third is Darrell Waltrip and fourth is David Pearson. From Alabama International Motor Speedway, this is the MRN Broadcasting Company. Back at the Alabama International Motor Speedway and the record crowd waiting for the restart here this afternoon. We're 97 laps into the event, the third caution flag of the day, and Chip Warren, the official flagman for today's Talladega 500, has just given the field the indication we're ready to go back to green when they come back this time around. And Eli Gold, some of the top runners find themselves back in traffic. They're going to have to pick their way back to the front.
10: That's something we saw earlier in a restart, Barney. There were a couple of laps, maybe three or four before the front cars are able to work their way through race traffic as they come lumbering by us right now it's going to be the jody ridley automobile showing his way on the point richard petty alongside him but up there also is the build an asphalt automobile the richard brooks car frank warren's car is there as well david pearson caught behind those automobiles so it's again going to be a weeding out process as they work their way through traffic at full speed
1: well hal hamrick there's no clear-cut winner here this afternoon the way they've been running
11: very definitely not, and we're going to see in just a moment just exactly what that problem is and if that problem is going to lead into the race for David Pearson. It looked like he was holding on to that gearship the gear lever a while ago when he was coming down this back straightaway, probably just resting though, while the caution was out, we'll find out very shortly.
2: There are six cars in the lead lap, Parsons leads, Joe Milliken. Waltrip is in third, uh, it would be Pearson running in fourth, fifth spot to Adcock, sixth would be Cale Yarborough. one lap down in seventh is Jody Ridley, Ricky Rudd is eighth, Ty Scott is ninth, and two laps down is Richard Petty in tenth position. Eleventh belongs to Harry Gant. Buddy Arrington is twelfth, Bruce Hill is thirteenth, Richard Childress is fourteenth and fifteenth is James Hilton, as they score green beneath Chip Warren's start-finish line and the green flag is out once again.
1: Green flag as they go back to racing here at Talladega. Parsons is the leader. Now Richard Petty is the head of the point trying to pick up some ground on them. As they scoot back in the number one corner, Milliken, the rookie driver, goes after the lead.
10: Joe Milliken who's running second right now tries to put away in first spot. He goes to the low side of the racetrack through number one and two. He's still side by side with Benny Parsons. Waltrip running third. They work their way off the number two corner. It's going to be still door handle to door handle. Milliken to the inside. Parsons to the outside for first place.
11: Parsons now weeds his way around the Richard Petty machine because Petty was just in front of Milligan, but now it is. Benny Parsons down on the inside, scooting in right in behind Parsons is Darrell Waltrip, and Waltrip takes over the number two position. It would be important for Milligan to lead a
0: lap. That makes a difference in the rookie point status. He's in a tight battle with Terry Labonte and Dale Earnhardt for rookie honors this year. Benny Parsons leads the field down to the tri area.
1: There's 11 drivers in that lead lap as they come down to the start-finish line. Parsons out front trying to hang on to the lead right now. Wal- Waltrip puts the pressure on him, and that rookie driver, Milliken, hanging right in there as he hangs it down to the bottom of the racetrack and tries to move up a notch into second.
10: Joe Milliken is right there, and you got to give him credit, right up there with the big guns. He works his way back, nose to tail with Waltrip, who's in second. Benny Parsons who's in first. They scream off the number two corner. Here comes Ty Scott. He joins in to make it a four-car draft as they spread out now, heading to Hal Hamrick.
11: Darrell Waltrip moves down to the inside. He has Milliken right in behind him, and Ty Scott is third in that group, and they move by Benny Parsons, and out front is Darrell Waltrip now into the fourth turn. Parsons back to fourth in the running order,
0: third in the race. As Darrell Waltrip leads Joe Milliken out of turn number four. That's the one-two battle for the lead. There are about 11 cars lined up single file heading for the stripe.
1: Front runners trying to pull away from the rest of the field. Waltrip shows the way as they come down to the stripe. Now on the outside comes Milliken, and he is there as he scoots by half a car length in the lead down in turn one.
10: Joe Milliken trying to maintain that position right now. He's alongside Waltrip, but Waltrip steps on the button, and he crimps himself in front cleanly. It's Waltrip in front. The half-car lane back is Joe Milliken. Milliken trying to sling to the high side, but of course the groove takes your way outside here, so Milliken comfortably goes in a single file until Ty Scott makes a run.
11: Ty Scott making that run down on the inside, and with him was Cale Yarbrough who sneaked into that front group, but it's still Darrell Waltrip. He's on the point as they go into the fourth turn.
0: Yarborough fifth in the running order as this 11-car draft strings out through the fourth quarter. Benny Parsons at the head of the field. Joe Milliken lined up right on his bumper. Rather, Daryl Waltrip head of the field. Milliken on his bumper as Parsons is third.
2: It's Daryl Waltrip looking and seeing if he's going to go downstairs. The name of the guy is Joe Milliken, who runs in second. Ty Scott holds on from that third position in running order. He is one lap down, however, and moving into third is Benny Parsons here in the Talladega 500. 13 cars are out of this Talladega 500. 102 laps have been completed and your leader continues to be the Dieguard Gatorade Oldsmobile with an ailing Daryl Waltrip at the controls. Running in second is Joe Milliken. Third belongs to Benny Parsons. Fourth to Gail Yarbrough. Fifth to David Pearson. Sixth is Grant Adcox. Then one lap down in seventh spot is Ty Scott. Ricky Rudd is in eighth position. Jody Ridley is in ninth. Then two laps off the pace in tenth is Richard Petty. Harry Gant runs in 11th spot. Buddy Arrington is 12th. Bruce Hill is 13th, 14th to Richard Childress, and in 15th position is James Hilton, while going 16th is the Mercury for Bill Elliott. From Alabama International Motor Speedway, this is the MRN Broadcasting Company.
1: At Talladega, Alabama, 104 laps are complete in the 188-lap Talladega 500, two cars definitely do have a problem. A report from Daryl Derringer a moment ago that there was a slight leak in the rear end of the car of Cale Yarbrough's Bush Oldsmobile. Just how serious it is, we don't know, but you can see a little puff of smoke out of the car every now and then. And there is a shifter problem on the David Pearson Automobile, the Lowe's Oldsmobile of the Austerland team. But nevertheless, he is hanging in there in fourth position right now at Talladega. Leading is Waltrip riding in second spot is still that rookie driver Milliken and Cale Yarborough goes after that number two spot in turn one.
10: Cale goes to the low side trying to make a bid there as Milliken gets himself caught out high. Yarborough trying to take Ty Scott along with him. It's going to be three wide down to three. Ty Scott
11: moves down on the inside. He's trying to unlap himself so Cale Yarborough falls back in line riding behind the Milliken car. Ty Scott caught down on that low groove as they move to the third and fourth turn. That'll give
0: Waltrip about three car lengths of breathing room on second place. Joe Milliken. Cale Yarborough lined up in the third spot as Ty Scott falls in line behind Yarborough, Pearson in fourth, Benny Parsons
1: fifth halfway through the race, a little more than halfway for that matter, and there is still no clear cut winner here this afternoon as far as who has the strongest car. There have been 8, nine, ten cars riding that lead draft all afternoon, and any one of those 10 have shared the lead. They head back into one, and right now, Waltrip is in command.
10: Cale Yarborough trying to look to the high side, can't make a move. He doesn't really have Ty Scott to follow with right here, so Cale continues to go single file with Joe Milliken. Cale looks to the inside, breathing the automobile just a bit, but again, it's single file. They head to turn three.
11: There's some slower traffic on the inside they move by those cars Bill Elliott one of those cars as they are single file now into the third and fourth turn Tight formation. Milliken has tried to do
0: what Yarbrough did earlier. This time he won't have the chance to hang on Waltrip's bumper as Kale is in the bottom of the racetrack, running for second spot. Waltrip leads the flying wedge out of turn four, and Yarborough has planted his
2: car in second. Cale Yarborough takes a look to the inside, thinks better of it, and manages a single-file move, and now David Pearson goes downstairs and thinks better of it as well. Yarbrough goes to the low side. In turn number one, he can't, He challenges for the lead of Waltrip midway through one and two.
10: Kale on the low side, floats back up, compliments of the banking. Going to the high side, he has first place. Joe Milliken running a bit higher than possibly he'd like. He floats back down at a third. Ty Scott continuing to run along out of racing order. David Pearson, he's got Benny Parsons right on his bumper as they battle for fourth and
11: fifth. Here comes Darrell Waltrip. Walter down on the inside using that slingshot and he moves around Kale Yarborough just the way Yarborough did him just a moment ago and leaves Yarborough in second position.
0: It's jumping back and forth like a high-speed game of checkers as now Waltrip and the Gatorade Oldsmobile leads Kale Yarborough out of turn four. They lap by Richard Childress with Joe Milliken third. Yarborough locks on a Waltrip bumper.
2: They come to the start-finish line to complete the 108th circuit with Waltrip leading Yarbrough. Milliken holds on to the third spot. Ty Scott, who is presently being posted in the seventh position, Barney Hall, is one lap off the pace, but he is battling with those front runners like a good veteran that he may be in future years. He'd like nothing better to get back in this hunt and regain that lap from your lead team. He's putting on a tremendous display of
1: driving skill here this afternoon. There'd been some doubt about his career when he first came down here from Pennsylvania. He had a tendency to get into the wall quite a bit and cut his teeth in Winston Cup racing. But he's beginning to develop into a fine young driver. Battle for the lead, a good one. Yarborough takes the Bush Oldsmobile right to the bottom of the speedway, and Mike Joy, he gets the lead. He's been running well at the bottom of the racetrack, Barney. Waltrip got caught
0: up high. He got himself bounced back to second spot. Kale leads them down to the stripe with... Waltrip on his
1: bumper and Joe Milliken. again they stick them nose to tail the front twosome trying to pull away but there is no way to do that at Talladega Kale out front riding second is Waltrip third is Milliken, fourth is Pearson and now Pearson pulls right up on the rear deck of that third place car down in turn one
10: Cale Yarborough, even with the lead riding it a bit higher through turns number one and two than some of the other race cars it's going to be single file off the turn Yarborough in front, Waltrip second, Milliken third running fourth, David Pearson, Benny Parsons closing, so is Petty
11: And about three cars making a move. Daryl Waltrip making a move on the inside. Milliken's right behind him. David Pearson in behind the Millican car. They're trying to catch Cale Yarborough on the high side. Two of the cars catch him there. And moving out front is Daryl Waltrip. Waltrip does it again by staying on the bottom of the racetrack. He worked under Yarborough
0: and this time took Joe Milliken with him. Cale has been bumped back to the third spot. Tight draft
2: heading for the tri-oval. From Alabama International Motor Speedway, this is the MRN Broadcasting Company.
1: At the Alabama International Motor Speedway coming up on 200 miles. Remaining of the Talladega 500. It's been a good one all afternoon and it it's still a, the front twosome right now. Mike Joy looked like they may be pulling away from the rest of the field.
0: Waltrip and Yarbrough him some ground as the battle is for third. Joe Millican outside of Benny Parsons as they come off the turn four area and head for the trial but Milliken will get the nod for the third slot.
1: As the Gatorade Oldsmobile and the Bush Oldsmobile run nose to tail. What a battle for second, third spot. It is David Pearson making a move to the outside to move around Milliken and Parsons down in Turn One, in front of Eli Gold, David Pearson gutsy
10: driving has the position. Milliken behind him. Then comes Benny Parsons and the Richard Petty Automobile. We should note Ty Scott beginning to drift higher and higher on the racetrack, similar to what we saw in Pocono this past Monday when he was running well. All of a sudden, the handles were gone.
11: It looked like David Pearson probably got a little tired of following those cars. He saw that they were losing ground to those first two, so he took off, moved down on the inside of Milligan, and takes off after him, but right now he is better than two seconds behind those two lead cars. For the third time this afternoon, Yarborough was locked onto somebody's bumper and
0: used it to draft away from the field. This time it's Walter leading Yarborough back to the stripe.
1: Many times we've seen these two drivers run nose to tail and run that two-car draft and try to stretch as much separation on the rest of the field as they can. They have now broken the draft on Ty Scott and pull away from him and they have about a five second separation back to the third place car david pearson and that is a good battle back for third fourth fifth and sixth spot eli gold
10: it continues to heat up right now as david pearson continues to feel the hot chase of joe millican we might mention quickly Daryl waltrip might think of commercializing that flu remedy that he's found he's showing no ill effects at all the flu that's been bothering him all week
11: it's Pearson on that second uh, group of cars. Right behind him is Mulligan. Then comes De- uh, Benny Parsons. Those three cars glued together. They're pulling away from the rest of that pack and trying to catch those front runners.
2: Ty Scott is listed in the sixth position. Grant Adcox is seventh. Eighth to Ricky Rudd. Jody Ridley is ninth. Richard Petty two laps off the pace in tenth position. Harry Gant is posted in eleventh spot. Twelfth goes to Bill Elliott. In thirteenth position is Buddy Arrington and Bruce Hill runs fourteenth. That battle for the lead is beginning to pull away now to some six seconds of separation over your third place machine david pearson it's waltrip in front of yarborough gatorade in front of bush beer they come off the number two corner
10: it's going to be those two cars single file with waltrip showing the way to kale yarborough and then about four seconds behind whipping by now david pearson along with joe Milliken, benny parsons and the richard petty automobile
11: waltrip still leading that kale yarborough car yarborough takes a peek on the high side goes up just for a moment then falls back in line the two leaders got a big break about five
0: laps ago. Joe Milliken went underneath both of them to try to draft by out of turn four. But Millican was
1: caught out of the draft and fell back. And when he slipped up in line, Waltrip and Yarborough were gone. Here they come. This time they'll have to work some lap traffic of Bruce Hill and James Hilton as they head off into the number one corner. But for the moment, these two are content not to try and challenge for the lead. They'll just let... Walter, kind of hanging out there, breathe the car a little bit, and Cale will trail him out of the number two corner jack
2: But for Cale Yarbrough, the way he stayed up all day was by drafting. And Cale, when you tuck your nose into the rear deck lid of another car, tighten a draft like that, what can you do as a driver to save the car, to keep it from expiring from so much dead air and the lack of good fresh air to keep the car cool?
13: Well, you have to think about uh, keeping that car cool. You know, it's very easy to run behind somebody for several laps, and the way you have to drive a car here is, you know, 100 percent of the time, a lot of times you don't look down at your gauges enough, and all of a sudden you look down and you cook the engine. So uh, it's uh, very important that, that always you got to keep an eye, keep one eye on that um, temperature gauge, and make sure you don't burn them up. Because here you can run, you know, two or three laps, and all of a sudden it's too so late.
2: Back here at Alabama International Motor Speedway, for those of you following the progress of the 19-year-old Kyle Petty, the STP Dodge is presently posted in 16th position. From Alabama International Motor Speedway, this is the MRN Broadcasting Company.
1: Waltrip and Yarborough continue to just put nothing but distance between themselves and the third-place car, David Pearson. Now, Benny Parsons is locked on the rear bumper of Pearson. Those two are running just a two-car draft. Then Milliken has fallen out of it for the moment, and he seems to be slowing down, heading into turn number one, Eli Gold.
10: As Joe Milliken has problems now being passed by the Grant Adcox car. He floats up on the banking. Ricky Rudd works to get by him. Harry Gant caught behind the slowing Milliken car. He steps on the binders, now speeds away. Problems for the rookie contender, Joe Milliken, now coming fast up off the number two corner, and he is well, well off the pace.
2: Well, there's another qualifier for the goodies Headache Award this afternoon, Barney. You know, in such a hot chase for the Rookie of the Year title, Dale Earnhardt, who's ailing, sitting, listening to this race in Charlotte, North Carolina. Now, all of a sudden, the leading contender for Dale Earnhardt's lead has gone by the boards with 120 laps completed of the 188 scheduled, and now, all of a sudden, problems have befallen the appliance wheels Oldsmobile with Joe Milligan at the controls. We pause now for station identification.
1: At the Alabama International Motor Speedway 120 laps have just been posted on the board that puts us almost 320 miles into the Talladega 500 it's still Waltrip and Yarborough riding 1 and 2 David Pearson is 3rd, Benny Parsons is 4th and Joe Milliken still in 5th position but as soon as he brings that car onto pit road he will go off the board whatever the problem is on that machine whether he'll be able to get back out we'll have to wait and see he's limping by you Mike Joy right now
0: hey, just coasting in down on the track apron Barney and we do not hear the car running as Milliken coast past us onto the pit road
10: We might mention on the back straightaway, there is a piece of metal, whether it came from a car or whether it was thrown by uh, some of the spectators. A piece of metal sits on the back straightaway just off the exit of turn number two, right in the racing groove.
1: So as Milliken takes his car into the garage area, very shortly we'll be going down to Joe Alloy for the cars that are out of competition here this afternoon. And Jack, surprisingly enough, the attrition rate has been kind of high, but not from blown engines. At least not that much. Normally by this time you've had two or three cautions in this race. There have been a few cars that have slammed into the wall, but that has not been the case today.
2: As we've talked to the drivers in the last five or six races, Barney, they have told us both in private and also on the air for airplay that the mechanics, the people that sit down on pit road, they have begun to do their homework. They can get the same parts, and these cars are holding together. That's one of the reasons why we see the renewed and heightened competition in 1979 on the Winston Cup Grand National Trail. The pieces have remained the same, as Waltrip told us at Pocono International Raceway last Monday. They've remained the same for several years now, and everybody's been able to hone it down to a precise science, and it begins to show as more and more cars finish these 500-mile contests.
1: Well, there's so much talent on that pit road here this afternoon that put these cars together and make them run every Sunday afternoon. If you've just joined our broadcast, three of the top contenders to win of the Talladega 500 are out in the garage area. Buddy Baker has gone out, as has Bobby Allison, and also Donnie Allison is out. In fact, let's go to Joe Alloy and find out exactly who has retired from competition here today.
4: 18 automobiles are parked here in the garage. That of Dick May, Terry Labonte's car just coming in a second time for him. Buddy Baker, Cecil Gordon, Al Holbert, Blackie Wengerin. We saw Blackie going back suited up may be going in to relieve another driver. Tommy Gale, Jack Ingram, Neil Bonnet, that was an engine problem there. J.D. McDonald, Dave Marcus, Marty Robbins, Bobby Allison, Donnie Allison, D.K. Orridge, Cuckoo Marlin, Baxter Price, and Joe Millican. We might mention that Bobby Allison's crew decided it would take about 30 minutes to change that engine, and they decided it would be too late in the race, so they did decide not to change it, so Bobby Allison's car will not be coming out on the track. One of the 18 that have retired.
2: Barney, it looks as if we very well could have our 11th different winner in the Talladega 500. When you take a look at the front five as they're posted at the present time, none of them have ever tasted victory lane in the Talladega 500. Waltrip leads Yarbrough. Running in third is Pearson. Pearson's a three-time winner here, but that was of the Winston 500. And running in the fourth spot is Benny Parsons. Busting his way into the board, although he's one lap down, is the Russ Toggs Buick from Harry Hyde Stable with Penn Argyll, Pennsylvania's Ty Scott at the controls.
1: 124 laps are now complete in the talladega 500 it's still waltrip and yarborough and for the moment they are just content to stretch as much separation on the
2: third place car as they can in the talladega 500. 125 laps have been completed of 188 that'll make up 500 miles here at the world's fastest track the Talladega 500 now belongs to the control of the Gatorade Oldsmobile with Daryl Waltrip at the board. running in second in the Beer Oldsmobile is Cale Yarbrough moving into third is Grant Adcox a fine run for this youngster from Chattanooga, Tennessee dropping back to fourth spot is David Pearson while showing in the fifth position is Benny Parsons Ty Scott one lap off the pace in sixth from Alabama International Motorsports This is the MRN Broadcasting Company.
1: 128 laps have now been posted on the board here at Talladega, Alabama, the Talladega 500, so that means we have 68 laps remaining, 60 laps remaining in the event here this afternoon. Leader continues to be Darrell Waltrip, second here comes position. Here Cale Yarbrough
0: onto pit road, Barney Hall. He dropped down off the turn for banking and heads it down the pit road. He'd
1: be coming in just a little bit earlier because they made their last pit stop around the 96 lap under caution, so Yarborough will be the first of the front runners to pit his Bush Oldsmobile down on pit road. Let's go down to Darrell Derringer.
5: They were waiting on him because uh, the crew's been out here in the pit road for about two laps, so it's, it's a scheduled pit stop.
1: Routine pit stop for Cale Yarborough. They check the outside tires, dump in a tank of fuel, and it looks like Benny Parsons has also pitted Mike Joy. Parsons is in, and
0: they're going looking to the right side of his car also with tires and a fresh tank of fuel.
2: Ricky Rudd presents the Trucks More Industries Mercury on a pit road as well, and Junie Dunlevy and the crew go for right-side rubber and Union 76 gasoline.
1: Well, remember a moment ago that several of the drivers stayed out there, stretching their fuel, hoping for a caution flag, and it came and made a big difference, particularly for David Pearson and some of the backmarkers on behind Pearson, who were able to gain some ground on the front runners at that time, so we can look for them to stretch pit stops again. Here is Darrell Waltrip on a pit road. Let's go back to Darrell Derringer.
5: They were waiting on Darrell also. The crew has been here, and, and they've got s- such an exciting operation there. I've never seen the like.
1: Smooth pit stop for Waltrip and Cale Yarborough. A quick one for Yarborough as the Junior Johnson Bush crew get him back out of the speedway in a hurry. Their pit stops this year have been somewhere between 12 and 14 seconds. Anything much over a 14-second pit stop is a bad one for the Bush team.
2: Waltrip is away as well in the Gatorade Oldsmobile. Right Darrell, side rubber for that machine. Darrell Waltrip had a 14-second pit stop.
1: 130 laps are now posted on the board here at talladega alabama that gives us 345 miles complete in the event this afternoon that will move grant adcox into the lead as cale yarborough comes across the start finish line and right now pit stops become the order of the day here at talladega alabama
0: up in the third turn pearson still at full song while adcox has dropped his car down toward the apron he's beginning to slow a bit early he'll be making a very slow approach onto pit road as adcox drops the lead in pearson and it
1: Pearson now moves into the lead, and a moment ago we told you that there was a shifter problem on that car. They almost didn't get out ahead of the pace car, which would have put them a lap down under that last caution flag, and the report that Darrell Derringer sent one of the runners over to talk to the Austerland crew and crew chief JC Elder on the Lowe's Oldsmobile, that whatever the problem was, they would attempt to cure it when Pearson comes back in on this pit stop.
2: Grant Adcox, the crew, Cliff Champion, and the team going to work on the right side of that automobile, the Adcox-Kirby Oldsmobile. And that's been a good run for this youngster, Barney. You know, he's been maligned an awful lot as well as a driver that didn't have the... the just didn't have the stamina or the gumption to be able to become a superstar in Winston Cup Grand National Racing. But in July 4th, he showed he turned everybody's ears around. He qualified well and he ran well until problems forced him out of the event. And this afternoon, he stayed in the front five all afternoon. Yep. Adcox is down and away and continues on with 131 laps completed in the Talladega 500. And Pearson continues to lead this event as he comes across the stripe. Richard Petty now, who was is two laps off the pace of your leader, Pearson, stays glued to his rear deck lid, hoping ever so slightly for a caution.
1: Well, if a caution comes out, it will give Petty a chance to make up at least one of his laps here this afternoon. It can be done so easily on any of these tracks if you get a right break. Ty Scott, who's had just a whale of a run here at Talladega this afternoon, makes his routine pit stop, goes back onto the speedway as we're working the 132nd lap. We said a moment ago, there is no clear-cut favorite, even though we're almost just less than 200 miles to go in the Talladega 500 and Jackie Ruth, there are eight, ten cars in this event. The way they've been running, any one of those 10 can go into Victory Lane.
2: And everybody has got to keep thinking, too, about the history of the Talladega 500, Barney, where a dark horse has been to Victory Lane more than once. Richard Brickhouse, the first winner. Pete Hamilton, who many felt didn't have a shot at Victory, even though he was in a petty team car. Then you look at James Hilton and Richard Brooks. All of these drivers, when they went into the race, would have been at least 10 to 1 odds to win the race. And And they came home Victoria. So it, this is a race that has historically been a real good one for the long shots, for the dark horses. And when you look down the leadership board with Pearson and Waltrip established superstars as well as Parsons and Yarborough, but with names like Adcox and Ty Scott, it still could be a new, different kind of face in victory lane at the end of this one. This
1: always has surprises at uh, Talladega. 133 laps and everybody is watching David Pearson now to see when they will bring that car onto Pitt Road. He is coming, coming in, in,
5: I think.
7: Pearson
1: David slope. Pearson coming out of the number four corner and they're waiting for Pearson on pit road and we'll ask Daryl Derringer to keep an eye and see if one of the crew members should go inside the car or underneath that car to attempt if it is a shifter problem. That's the report we had earlier. There was a shifter problem on the Lowe's Oldsmobile. Here he is on pit road. Let's go down to Darrell Derringer.
5: Right now they're just changing tires. I don't believe they're going to check the shifting problem.
2: It's right-side rubber on David Pearson's Lowe's Hardware Oldsmobile. J.C. Elder and the Osterlin Racing Team have gone to work on the Silver Foxes. Mount 4 this afternoon's Talladega 500. Barney, they have not gone inside the car. They are electing to just change rubber and add Union 76 gasoline. He's down off the jack, and here's where the the tough moments take place. They are pushing the car, trying to work it over, and let's go to Darrell Derringer.
5: They're pushing the car, trying to get it in gear so he can get out of the pits. It will not go in gear.
1: That uh, indeed has been a shifter problem on David Pearson's Lowe's Olds Hardware Oldsmobile, and he gets it down pit road, but he's coming out very slowly. That's going to cost him an awful lot of time as he tries to get back out of the speedway. Pearson cannot come up through the gearbox, apparently just high gear only in the machine, so it will take him an extra 10, 12,
2: 15 seconds, Jackie Root, to get the car up to speed. And he does so in turn number one. He begins to build the revs up, but this has been costly on this exchange of pit stops. Daryl Waltrip continues to be posted as your leader. Cale Yarbrough in second. And look who's running in third. Benny Parsons, the soft-spoken gentleman from Ellerbe, North Carolina. His name beginning to be touted about as maybe tasting Victory Lane for the M.C. Anderson Racing Stable. Now remember, M.C. Anderson has been around for almost three years now, and his cars have yet to visit Victory Lane anywhere on the Winston Cup Grand National Circuit. And my, wouldn't it be a surprise if he did it today? It would generally be accepted by most fans, both on this side of pit wall and on the competitor's side as a real outstanding run for M.C. Anderson and for Benny Parsons. Well, there's never been a finer gentleman than M.C. He's willing to help any way he can in
1: stock car racing, whether it's his driver or anybody else that needs help. Benny Parsons, is 19th race for him here at Talladega. He's never won here, but he's been close on several occasions. And two second place finishes for him, but for Parsons, that's not good enough. And he felt earlier in the week, if they had no problems, and the circumstances went right, he could win here this afternoon. He's in strong contention to do it right now, riding in third position with 136 laps on the board. They are now indicating that Waltrip has gone back into the lead a quick pit stop for him a moment ago has placed his car back in the lead and Yarborough has locked on to him again in that second position in the Bush car. Parsons is third and Grant Adcox is fourth. Pearson is now posted as the fifth place car.
2: For Daryl Waltrip, this is another installment in his quest for the 1979 Winston Cup Grand National title, which is currently retained by your second-place runner, Cale Yarborough. Waltrip, from the drop of the green flag in January at the Winston Western 500, stated he wanted the Winston Cup in 1979, and it looks as if he may very well do it this year. It's a very close battle, especially for the third leg in Winston Cup standings, where Yarborough and the Bush Beer Colors sit atop that $30,000 unique in side point fund that will be distributed between the top five drivers at the end of the second leg, which comes at the champion spark plug 400. Yarborough leads by 74 points over Waltrip. Waltrip is six points ahead of Petty, while running in the fourth spot is Dale Earnhardt, and he is 76 points off the pace of Richard Petty, and in fifth position, already out of the event, but 53 points behind Earnhardt for that that second leg, is the Bobby Allison, Warner W. Hodgdon racing team. And for Darrell, is this a new urge the team to win the winston cup grand national title is this something
6: new or have you thought about it for a long time darrell from uh, from day one uh when 1979 season opened we were committed to to do whatever we had to do not just myself as a driver but the team and the sponsors and everybody to win a national championship this year kale had won three in a row and uh before that richard had sort of dominated the thing and hadn't anybody really had a shot at it the last uh, five or six years we felt like we were ready I felt like I was ready as a driver. I had, think I had the experience and the, and the knowledge and the ability to go out and do the job 31 times this year. And I felt like it, we had the most qualified group of people that we're ever going to have as far as uh, this type of racing is concerned. So I thought that if it was going to be done, it could be done this year. And I felt like we could get it done. And I think starting out with a win at Riverside was a big, big factor.
2: Well, Darrell Waltrip has just put one of the leading contenders for this Talladega 500 victory, one lap off the pace. David Pearson with a clutch problem, having shifter problems in his Lowe's hardware Osterlin Racing Machine, now looks in his front windshield and sees Darrell Waltrip, your leader, having put him one lap down. First, there were five cars on the lap with the leader. Then there were four. Now there are three. Cale Yarbrough and the Bush Beer Oldsmobile efforts have gone up in a rooster tail of smoke. He pulled the car onto pit road, and he brought it behind the wall. Problems have befallen the Junior Johnson crew after winning the Coca-Cola 500. From Alabama International Motor Speedway, this is the MRN Broadcasting Company. Alabama International Motor Speedway, the world's fastest track, and they're hosting the Talladega 500 this afternoon. 141 laps have been completed. Daryl Waltrip, Franklin, Tennessee, is your leader. Buddy Par- Benny Parsons of LRB, North Carolina, runs in second. Those two cars are in a lap by themselves. One lap down with an ailing clutch is David Pearson from Spartanburg, South Carolina. Grant Edcox runs in fourth, and fifth is Ty Scott of Penn Argel, Pennsylvania.
1: Well, I think we just got the word, I believe I heard you say when we were on a commercial break, that they intend to change that rear end on Cale Yarbrough's Bush Oldsmobile and put him back into the competition here this
2: afternoon. Well, remember, Yarbrough's chasing an unprecedented fourth Winston Cup Grand National title, as well as the $10,000 bonus that's posted by the R.J. Reynolds Tobacco Company, which will end at the August 19th running of the Champion Spark Plug 400 for the leader in the second leg of Winston Cup competition, and he holds 74 points over Darrell Waltrip, who's currently leading this race. So that's going to go right down to the wire for the 10 grand, and it could very well go down to the wire as well for Yarbrough's crown in 1979.
1: I think the 1979 Winston Cup points championship will be decided for the national driving title in Ontario, California in the last race of the year. It has been that close all year, and I'm expecting it to stay the same way with the caliber of competition and the way they're putting these cars together right now. 143 laps are on the board here at Talladega, Alabama. 188 will make up the race.
0: Trouble for Benny Parsons as he heads for pit road. There's oil all over the windshield of Parsons' car
1: and this is definitely be an unscheduled pit stop, wouldn't it? Here is Parsons on pit road. Yes, he was in just about 10 laps ago as they go to work on his machine. Let's go down to Darrell Derringer and see if we can find out what the problem is.
5: Right now, they're changing the right-side tires. He does have debris on the windshield. He is lifting the hood now, and there's smoke coming out from under.
1: Hood goes up on the Parsons car, and what a tough break for one of the most likable drivers in this business. A moment ago, when he had moved up to second spot in a lap with a leader all by himself, just the front twosome, he had to have some visions of sugar plums dancing in his head for a moment, but right now he has run into problems in that car.
2: So that will put Waltrip when he comes across the stripe on a lap by himself. And then moving into second will be David Pearson. Grant Adcox will move into third. Fourth spot will go to Ty Scott. Jody Ridley will move into the fifth position. Then two laps off the pace of the leaders will be the Trucksmore Industries Junie Dunleavy team car with Ricky Rudd at the controls in sixth position. Seventh two laps off the pace is Richard Petty. Harry Gant is eighth and ninth runs to Bruce Hill and the Global Heat Exchange Buick.
1: 144 laps coming up on the board. It's Waltrip all by himself here at Talladega this afternoon. Now David Pearson has made a smart maneuver. Pearson a moment ago lost a lot of ground. In fact, he went a lap down to the front twosome at that time with his clutch problem and shifter problem in the car. When Waltrip came around to lap him, he quickly tucked in on the bumper and that draft is pulling him right along. So he is in a good position right now should the caution come out if he can get the right brakes of traffic to get his lap back and still get back in the lead lap. But he's in second position with Ad running third right now. They're heading up to Hal Hamrick.
11: Pearson has been riding on that back bumper of Darrell Walter for quite some time. I'm sure he would like to chase him down to that uh, start and finish line should a caution come out and get in front of him to get back in the same lap. He, of course, with that shifter problem is going to have to have a caution to get into the pitch, back out, and stay up there if uh, he has a chance to win.
1: Lead car across the line, and as Waltrip comes slamming down into the number one corner, Parsons comes back onto the speedway, but he is not up to full bore, and Waltrip will put him another lap down as he and Pearson go sailing by over to Eli Gold.
10: Waltrip going to the high side of Benny Parsons, who is yet to get back up the race traffic. Parsons, before the uh, unfortunate stop, was in a three-car draft himself, along with Richard Petty and Jody Ridley, who's doing surprisingly well here this afternoon, and all of a sudden, things happening for Benny Parsons that he hadn't planned on. It all looked pretty well copacetic, nice and easy until the bottom fell out
2: kudos should go to Jody Ridley of Chatsworth, Georgia one of the outstanding short track superstars in the Winston Racing Series being posted in the 5th position at the present time and Barney will be giving all of our listeners the exciting race results from around the world in the Simon Eyes World Racing Scoreboard for the short track aces of the Winston Racing Series, both modified and late model sportsmen and complete results of the ARCA 200 which was held here yesterday and a young 24 year old driver from Fairfield Park, Ohio who tasted his first super speedway victory lane
1: some exciting competition here at Talladega yesterday afternoon. So Benny Parsons becomes another candidate for the goodies Headache Award here at Talladega, Alabama this afternoon. Right now, the young driver from Franklin, Tennessee looks awfully strong here at Talladega in a lap by himself as he eases down into turn number three, completing 147 laps. And Mike Joy, this has been an unusual Talladega 500.
0: Every Talladega has been Barney Hall. Waltrip has now been able to open up about five car lengths on David Pearson. Pearson had been drafting it rather tightly, and as Benny Parsons came by, it was way off speed, and the engine was not firing on all eight cylinders.
1: A sour engine on Benny Parsons' machine as he ducked it onto pit road a moment ago. The hood went up and a lot of smoke coming out from under there. And what a tough break for this driver from LRB, North Carolina, who's been on the circuit for about 11 seasons now. He's had his ups and downs. He's never had the super year that he's been capable of having. He's quite a driver. He's respected by everybody in this business. But it's just
2: luck has just seemed to
1: smile the other way for Benny Parsons.
2: And as we said, he wants to win badly, but not for himself but for his uh, car owner, M.C. Anderson of Savannah, Georgia.
1: Bennett Parsons
11: has been in Victor lane, certainly not as much as he'd like to, but he's been in there, and M.C. never has.
15: And, you know, uh, it would really be neat, not so much for myself, but for M.C. and these people that have worked on this 27 so hard uh, that
11: haven't been in Victor victory lane. I, I want to be there when they go in the first time, you know.
2: Looks like it will not be here this afternoon, but possibly it just might come at the Michigan International Speedway where Benny runs so strong when we go there for the Champion Spark Plug 400 two weeks from today. With 149 laps on the board they'll complete 150
1: this time around and that will bring us to 399 miles complete in the Talladega 500 here this afternoon. It's still Waltrip just easing around the speedway and Hal Hambrick it looks like that car has had no problems all day despite the fact that he had been physically ill was not up to par in that department the car and the driver have got the job done this afternoon.
11: Very definitely, Barney. It looked like to me right at the first of the race maybe there was a little bit of faltering as far as Waltrip and Waltrip was sort of trying to feel out the car and find out just how he felt when he uh, started the race, but since that time, he seems to have gained strength. The car has been running extremely well for him. There's been no problems, and I'm sure he's wanting to go in all the way in that car.
1: As he comes across the stripe, Jackie Root, we see Benny Parsons' car with a lot of smoke trailing out of the header pipes, down on the apron of the track, and he's right over in front of Eli Gold. That's it. Benny Parsons
10: down low. Everybody sweeps by him. The Petty Clan, Kyle leading Richard this time through, and smoke continues to bellow out from behind that car of Benny Parsons. Here come your lead automobiles going by him. There's no No problem from the Parsons car for the leaders, but a tough break for Benny.
11: The only thing about Benny now is whether or not he'll make it to the pit area. He's going uh, slower and slower down the back straightaway. It's
1: 38 laps remain here this afternoon of the Talladega 500. Waltrip having things Barney, his way. Barney, they're going
2: to put the caution flag out for a piece of debris that has come off a racetrack. And you had heard Eli Gold report about it before that it was down on the apron. But now some of the, when Benny Parsons went over it, it kicked it up into the middle of the groove. So they have distributed the caution flag. And it will be, what, the fourth caution of the afternoon. Now, let's see if David Pearson will be able to run back around here and take over that lap that he is down to Daryl Waltrip, your leader.
10: As they work their way through turn number one and two, it's still Daryl Waltrip right now, well off the face. David Pearson tucked in behind him. They take to the high side, moving past Richard Petty as they work down the back straightaway.
2: So the caution has been displayed to your leaders and Pearson has failed to make up his lap. And this will be, as we said, the fourth caution of the afternoon and a reminder to all of our listeners that the MRN Broadcasting Company will be back on the air on Sunday, August 19th, for the Champion Spark Plug 400 for the Michigan International Speedway in Brooklyn, Michigan. And the Winston Cup Grand National Brigade will take the green flag at Lanny Hester's Bristol International Raceway on August 25th for the Volunteer 500.
1: That's a Saturday night race, too, and I think it was the first time last year that Lanny Hester decided they would run that race on a Saturday night, and the fans seemed to like it. I think he had the largest crowd he'd ever had in the history of the speedway so we will remind the
2: fans that is a Saturday night race. If you've never seen one under the lights, go out there Saturday evening August 25th for the Volunteer 500 The Southern 500 takes the green flag on Monday afternoon, Labor Day September 3rd at Darlington International Raceway in Darlington, South Carolina then it's off to the Capital City 400 in Richmond, Virginia for the Winston Cup Grand National Brigade. MRN Broadcasting Company will hitch up again with the Winston Cup Grand National Division on Sunday, September 16th for the running of the Delaware 500 from Dover, Delaware. That's that one-mile high-bank torture test they call Dover Downs International Raceway. Sunday, September 23rd, is the Old Dominion 500 from Martinsville, Virginia, Clay Earls half-mile facility. Remember, they'll be giving away the Pontiac face car to some lucky fan that fused the Old Dominion 500. Enix Daily will host the Winston Cup Grand National Division on September 30th for the running of the Holly Farms 400 in North Wilkesboro, North Carolina's 5 mile facility. And then on Sunday, October 7th, $200,000 plus for the Napa National 500 in Charlotte, North Carolina. Over $55,000 in Charger Awards. That's the Napa National 500. and MRN broadcasting company will be on the air Sunday, October 7th, to bring you that exciting action. October 21st, it's the American 500 from Rockingham, North Carolina. November 4th, the final East Coast appearance for the Winston Cup Grand National Division, and that's the running of the Dixie 500 in Atlanta, Georgia. And then on November 18th, the curtain comes down with MRN Broadcasting Company out in Ontario, California, to cover the final race in the 31. Race $5 million Winston Cup Grand National Chase for 1979, the Los Angeles Times Charities 500. We'd also like to remind you that we will be on the air on Sunday, October 28th, to bring you all the exciting coverage of the Cardinal 500. That's a late model sportsman modified national championship auto race for NASCAR, and that's held at Clay Earl's Martinsville Speedway. Mark it on your calendar, the Cardinal 500, Sunday, October 28th. MRN Broadcasting Company will be there in force to bring you racing's wildest doubleheader.
1: Well, there's no change here at Talladega, Alabama in that front five after this rash of pit stops under the fourth caution flag of the day. It came out on lap number 151, so this is going to cut it pretty close as to whether they can go the distance or not. I think if they can stretch the fuel, some of them may possibly gamble a little bit later this afternoon, and we'll ask our pit reporter, Darrell Derringer, to check on that and see if indeed they will have to make another pit stop. 153 laps have just been completed here at Talladega. Last year, four caution flags in this event for 17 laps and 67 lead changes among
2: nine drivers at the present time we are showing unofficially Barney Hall close to 50 lead changes 47 to be exact and this thing may just shuffle back and forth now if some problems befall Darrell Waltrip but it's been a strong run for Waltrip all afternoon and as Hal Hammer told us I think in the early going Darrell was a little reticent to run up and dice with the leaders wanted to feel himself out more than the race car it'll be interesting to hear from him if he does go to victory lane to see if that was indeed the case because it wasn't until about the 100 mile mark that we began to see the Darrell Waltrip that we've grown accustomed to, battling tooth and nail for the lead. Well, he's paced himself this year
1: a little better than he has in in into former years. I think he's learned that his own ability is there. He picks his time and place, and when the car is capable of going and he's ready to make his move, he gets it done.
6: Well, I think it... uh, uh, I said this the other day, and I'll say it again. uh, Success sort of breeds content, and uh, we've been awfully successful this year, and... That's made it a lot easier on all of us. It's made it a lot easier for me. I I don't have to uh, worry about the car being prepared properly. I don't have to worry about uh, not having enough horsepower. I don't have to worry about what's going on at the shop. I've been to the shop the least this year I've ever been. And it's because I trust my people. I know they, they get the job done. If they need anything, they know where I am and vice versa. And it's just worked out super. I can't think of the number of races that we've come to. This one, for instance, unloaded the car, run a couple of laps, and I said, we're ready to race. And we never went on the track maybe but one or two more laps and uh, qualified and raced the thing. And everything went perfect. And when you're hot, you're hot. Across the start-finish line comes the Pontiac Silverbird pace car, signaling
2: one to go, and we will be back to green flag racing. With us up topside here, and a little bit forlorn, I'm sure, is Marty, Monty Roberts from the Bush Beer people. Monty Yarbrough is in the garage area exchanging a rear end and having some problems, but it's been a good year for Bush Beer on the Winston Cup Grand National Trail.
16: Yeah, it's been a great year, Jackie. A lot of folks are drinking the new Bush beer that we just introduced down here, and I'm sure Cale will be back out on the track before the day's over and stay in the points race for his fourth championship.
2: We understand that there's going to be an announcement made very shortly about some exciting new things for Bush beer, and people should stay tuned to the MRN Broadcasting Company for that.
16: That's right. We're hoping uh, Thursday to be able to announce our plans for next year, and uh put an end to some of the rumors that have been floating around and give people something to think about for next year, too.
2: The run for the pole position, the Bush beer pole, your estimation after seeing it go through one year and in its sophomore year, has it really been as good or up to your expectations?
16: I'd say based on the number of drivers that won the pole this year, and there's a lot more to come, based on the kind of fan mail we've gotten from uh, folks all over the South, uh, it's a pretty hard program to beat.
2: When you look at it, there's been 10 different drivers that have won Bush Beer Poll Awards, and at the present time, Buddy Baker leads that chase with five polls to his credit. Darrell Waltrip has four. Bobby Allison has two. Neil Bonnet has two. Pearson, Parsons, Donnie Allison, Joe Milliken, Dale Earnhardt, and Harry Gantt all have a poll to their own. Boy, it ought to be one whale of a race if we have one down in Daytona for the Bush Clash of 1980. I don't know if you could take that. You were all excited here just watching this little race. If they run for the Bush Clash
16: again, we're going to have to lock you Up somewhere. Jackie well, there's one name missing, Jackie. <laughs>
10: Jackie, if we might break in for one moment, the Ronnie Thomas car 25 came up with a puff of smoke as it entered turn number one on the caution lap. It is now not under power at all, coasting very, very slowly down the back straightaway.
2: And that is accounted for the display once again of the caution lights on the Pontiac Silverbird pace car, so we will be going under caution for several more moments here. Yeah, Monty, of course, Cale Yarbrough has not had the best of years, but who can forget the convincing win at Pocono International Raceway? He did one whale of a job up there. The Bush beer colors flew high in victory lane there, and it looks as if possibly, when you take a look at his runs for the Winston Cup Grand National title the last three years, the strong suit for Junior Johnson and Cale Yarbrough is the stretch drive, so to speak, of the Winston Cup Grand National chase. The races from here on out, they show so much strength, and they seem to keep coming back week in and week out and tasting victory lane a lot more percentage-wise than they do in the first half of a season.
16: I don't know why that is, but Junior and Kale are our kind of guys, and uh, we're certainly not going to walk away from them. We, uh, we're having some fun down here this weekend because Charlie Daniels and the Charlie Daniels Band sent some bumper stickers to put on a car. He's Kale's biggest fan.
2: Well, that's very interesting that Charlie Daniels Band is being involved with Bush Beer, but Kelly Yarborough is out of it. You're off the hook, but you're not off the hook with us. Pick a winner.
16: Well, I don't know if I really want to do that, Jackie.
2: Now that's the most unpolitical answer I've ever heard. That's really amazing. Monty, your estimation, though you've been around racing for a real long time, and to get serious for a moment, competition has been just outstanding this year. And Can you, in your memory, recall another season that has been as hot as this one has in terms of competition?
16: No, I think it's really been a phenomenal season. The thing that amazes me the most this season, the number of rookie drivers that are really able to run with the big boys. And uh, it's too bad that Dale is in the hospital. I'm sure when he comes back, he'll be right up in the front again.
2: Well, the chase for the Rookie of the Year title first last year and then again this year, it really has renewed, I think, the enthusiasm for a lot of short-track people to jump up to Winston Cup Grand National Competition. But I would also think that if you were quote-unquote an aging veteran one of the winston cup grand national superstars you've got to begin to as the is one of the baseball players once said don't look back because you may hear footsteps and somebody may be closing in on you this has been a season where they have to look to their side and see a lot of these young lions nipping at their heels can you recall a year like this in terms of that uh, from your tenure with mercury when mercury and the factory people were involved
16: no, not really. You know, it used to be maybe once in every two or three years there would be one guy that turned up, you know, like Cale. But uh, now you got, what, five or six different kids that are all really chargers and they're able to run up there. And sometimes they get a little wobbly with the big boys, but uh, they're not afraid to run with them.
2: They certainly are. Thanks so much for stopping by, and we hope that you and the Bush beer people that are on hand today enjoy the remainder of this Talladega 500. And, of course, just an outstanding congratulations from us at the MRN Broadcasting Company for putting a lot of renewed enthusiasm in the run-for-the-pole position wherever we stop. You look on a Thursday or a Friday or a Saturday when they go for the Bush pole, there are a ton of people sitting in the stands and rooting their favorite on for what you say. What do you say? Head for the mountains? Well, they head for the pole. There's a whole bunch of them that are looking for it now.
16: Thank you, Jackie, and I'd like to thank all the people in the South because Bush Beer is really on the move. A lot of people are drinking the new beer, and, of course, that's what it's all about. Monty Roberts from the
2: Bush Beer people of Anheuser-Busch in St. Louis, Missouri. Thanks so much for stopping Chaos by. on
10: his way out of the pits right now. And, Jackie, let's mention the 19 car, Cecil Gordon, now at the controls, came to a complete stop on the back straightaway just a couple of seconds ago. You can see Cecil directly in front of us, just working the clutch, trying to find a gear to get into, finally got the engine turned over, and he's back underway, but uh, is not all that far in front of the pace car right now.
2: Taking a look at the rundown with 157 laps completed, and we'll be going to one to go next time by. It's Daryl Waltrip, your leader. Running in second is David Pearson. Ricky Rudd has been posted in the third spot. His teammate Jody Ridley is in fourth, and now showing in the fifth position is Ty Scott of Penargil, Pennsylvania. At the Alabama International Motor Speedway, 158 laps have been posted
1: on the board. We'll be going back to green next time by Chip Warren, the official starter here at Talladega this afternoon, has just given the field the indication they will get the green next time by. This is the way they're running as we get ready to go back to green. Waltrip is the leader. He has a lap on the field. In second position, one lap behind, is David Pearson, riding third two laps off the pace, is ricky rudd in fourth spot is his teammate jody ridley and in fifth position is ty scott sixth is richard petty seventh right now is grant adcox in eighth spot is harry Gant, and riding in ninth position is bruce hill and in tenth position is buddy errington so as we get ready to go back to green the field bunching tightly over in front of hal hamrick cars
11: coming down this uh, back straight away and of course the faster cars on the outside grant adcox is on the inside grant Right beside the car number 88 of Darrell Waltrip as they dip down, now go into that high bank. They'll be looking for the green flag the next time by that start and finish line.
1: Well, Mike Joy, there's a lot of the drivers that's going to have to have a break here to catch Waltrip the way he's been running.
0: He's running right now, Barney. He's taken off from the field. The pace car has stretched the field way out. Waltrip is the leader. He gets to set the pace and he has stayed right on it out of turn number four and onto the short shoot, leading back to the tri-oval. Waltrip's Gatorade Oldsville leads the field by 20 car lengths.
1: Waltrip 50 yards ahead of everyone else as he comes down to the start finish line and he came up through the gearbox in a hurry. The Gatorade car flashes across the stripe and green flag puts them back to racing speed. Back in the field David Pearson a lap down trying to make up some distance on him. He's caught in some of the slower traffic in turn one. David
10: Pearson has Ty Scott and Richard Petty directly ahead of him. The Harry Gant automobile there as well. Single file off off the turn. It's going to be Waltrip followed by Gant's car, Richard Petty, Ty Scott, David Pearson, Ricky Rudd and his team car Jody Ridley as they head to turn three.
11: It seems that that draft now is bringing that uh, Pearson car up just a little bit as Richard Petty breaks to the inside trying to catch the Darrell Waltrip machine but Waltrip all by himself now as he moves into the fourth turn.
0: Pearson trying to work the draft behind Petty and Ty Scott as they move past Harry Gant. Gant having a good run today in the top ten but Waltrip is well out in front. 15 car lengths in front of
1: Petty and way on a Pearson. Waltrip shows no inclination to slow that Gatorade machine down. He has the throttle full bore as he crosses the stripe and puts another lap on the board. Meanwhile, David Pearson trying to get to the bottom of the racetrack and catch that draft before he gets too far away in one.
10: They work their way towards 29 laps remaining as David Pearson floats up in front of the Harry Gantt car, still trying to get close in on Ty Scott. It's going to be Waltrip leading it off the turn, then a tight two-car draft between Richard Petty and Ty Scott, then another tight two-car draft between David Pearson and Harry Gantt.
11: Now Pearson tries to drop down on the inside. Gantt holds on to him tight as they move into the turn. Now it's Richard Petty still leading that uh, Ty Scott car as they move into the fourth turn.
0: Pearson, though, is gaining on that battle. It is Petty and Ty Scott, some 15 car lengths back of Waltrip. Pearson has reeled them in and rides the draft out of turn four. Twelve cars run single file back to the tri
1: 425 miles will be complete in the Talladega 500 when they come across the line. This time, Waltrip ahead of Petty by six or eight car lengths, but that draft is beginning to work, and David Pearson and the rest of the field are catching up to Waltrip down in turn one.
10: Forget about your deficits because here we go back to racing. It's going to be Richard Petty right now nose to tail with Waltrip. Ty Scott makes it three cars. David Pearson makes it four. Five is Gant. Then Ricky right at six second there'll be their jody ridley automobile followed by dick brooks they're tight in a bunch back to
11: three richard petty moving down to the inside he tries to move around and now david pearson making a move he's down on the inside of ty scott taking the low group he's trying to move up in that pack into that third spot and trying to gain on that leader pearson now third
0: in the running order daryl walter leads the out of the fourth turn petty lined up right behind him though two laps down then pearson the second place car
2: Darrell Waltrip, Franklin, Tennessee, goes down low in the tri-oval area, lets it drift up a little bit high as he comes across the stripe to complete the 160th circuit of 188 scheduled this afternoon for 500 miles at Talladega. He leads David Pearson by one lap. Pearson leads Petty in third by one lap. Then it's Ty Scott, and now they're showing Ricky Rudd in the fifth position in front of Eli Gold. The
10: running order right now, nobody jostling at all. Ty Scott now looks to the high side. Harry Gant goes to the low side. David Pearson peeling off as they head to Howe.
11: David Pearson down on the inside of Richard Petty. He's using the slingshot to move around Petty. He's taking that low groove. He's going to fall in line just in front of Petty, and he's going to be just behind the leader.
0: Pearson now right back where he was before this final round of pit stops on the bumper of the Gatorade Oldsmobile. Waltrip again, heads them off of the fourth corner, down
2: the short chute. Pearson, then Petty, Harry Gantt, Ty Scott in tow. David Pearson looks to the high side of Daryl Waltrip, then goes downstairs and lets it seesaw back and forth, staying glued to the green and white rear bumper of Darrell Waltrip, your leader. Now remember, Waltrip has a lap lead on the field, but Barney, things can change so quickly here at Talladega. We've seen it already in the final 100 miles, and things have changed dramatically from 100 miles before this
1: point. That's what makes Winston Cup stock car racing the best motor racing in the world, and the the fans who turn out for it week after week know that nobody has a lock on this sport. It's always decided the last lap, anything can happen, but right now, Waltrip's in a good position if he can hang it all together in the lap by himself. Pearson tries to get his lap back at turn three. He drafted underneath Waltrip, and David Pearson
0: puts himself on the lap with the leader, though riding just ahead of Waltrip's Oldsmobile. It is Pearson to lead this nine-car draft back to the line once more.
1: Pearson leads him down into the triable, takes the car right down to the grass as he heads back to the start finish line and Jackie Aroot for an old man who's supposed to be over the hill. He has put some moves on him this afternoon.
2: Indeed he has. Barney Holly, shown that despite several months layoff, that he can get the job done on a Winston Cup Grand National Machine. The Austrian Racing Stable giving him his opportunity this afternoon and Dale Earnhardt listening in Charlotte, North Carolina. Dale, he's got the car running to perfection as he tries to hold off the advances of Daryl Waltrip who wants nothing better than to put him another lap down in front of Hal Hamrick.
11: He's doing that right now. Daryl Waltrip down on the inside. He slips just in front of Pearson and right behind him, Harry Gant trying to get in that draft and he is going to get in front of Pearson.
0: Strong run for Harry Gantt. Rookie challenger with a rookie team. The Bob Johnson wrench car, bottom of the racetrack. They put Pearson way up in the marbles, almost to the wall. Pearson falls back to fourth in the running order.
1: If you get sliced out of that draft, just a little bit out of the aerodynamic line, you'll drop three, four, five positions and that's what happened to David Pearson coming out of turn four. Waltrip right now leads him back into one and Pearson is 25 car lengths back.
10: The running order, Darrell Waltrip, Harry Gant running in second. Richard Petty behind him. Then comes David Pearson. Ricky Rudd joining him, followed by Ty Scott and Jody Ridley. It's going to be a nine-car draft altogether as they peel off down the back straightaway.
11: These fans still on their feet watching these guys drive, and it's absolutely amazing. Now Harry Gant, he wants to challenge that 88 car, and he's right beside the Darrell Waltrip machine going into the third corner. Gantt will get a lap back at his Race Hill Farms Oldsmobile. He moves out
0: ahead of Darrell Waltrip. Petty is third in the draft the way they're running out of turn number four. Then it's back to Pearson. Then Ricky Rudd. Ty Scott is sixth in the draft ahead of Jody Ridley.
1: Well, as Harry Gantt comes slicing up through traffic, the latest rundown we had from scoring had him three laps down, so this will still put him two laps down to the leader, but a strong run for Harry Gantt. Back in turn number one, Waltrip, content right now for the moment just to suck along in his draft and pull away from David Pearson. They're back to Eli Gold.
10: That's what he tries to do. Richard Petty is there along to act as somewhat of a bumper right here as Petty separates Darrell Waltrip's car from that of David Pearson. Single file one more time. They go way high out to that retaining wall, and here goes Waltrip. He tries to get back in front of Gantt.
11: He's down on the inside of Gantt, and he uses that slingshot once again. He takes that low road. Just barely over the bottom groove, and he slips back in front of Harry
0: Gantt. Waltrip on the point of the lead draft once again. Gantt and Petty separate Waltrip from second place, David Pearson. It's still a nine car string off the fourth corner, down the short shoot, and into the trioval. oval
1: Well, Richard Petty has moved into the number three position. He's a former Talladega 500 winner. He's the only one of the top three right now that has won the Talladega 500. Waltrip has never won it, and neither has David Pearson, although three times he's been in victory lane in the Winston 500. Beautiful. Eight, nine car draft back in turn number one to Eli Gold. It's
10: still Waltrip with Gantt behind him, followed by Richard Petty, David Pearson, Ricky Rudd, then the Ty Scott automobile, followed by that of Joni Ridley. Not far behind are Dick Brooks and Richard Childress. It's going to be single file now back to Hal Hamrick.
11: They're moving down this front straightaway, and you can bet Waltrip, who loves competition, is loving this because this keeps him on his toes. He's a lap ahead of the field but he is definitely wanting to race with someone so he can keep that pace.
2: But Darrell Waltrip how quick can one bad break cost you a race like Talladega? If you make
6: anything unusual or anything that's not routine happens to you throughout a 500 mile race it's just like you say you can pack it in you're not going to win that race. It's hard to get down a lap and uh, come back and have a chance at winning. It's just hardly done this year at all.
1: Waltrip Still out front in command of the Talladega 500 as we get down to the concluding laps. 167 are posted on the board. 188 laps will make up the Talladega 500 here this afternoon. Pearson still hanging in there in second spot. Ty Scott now being posted as the third place car. Richard Petty has fallen back to fourth and a super good run for the Trucksmore cars here this afternoon, although one of those machines is being sponsored locally by Sonny King's Ford Honda dealership over in Anniston, Alabama of Jody Ridley. Jackie
2: Aroot. Taking a look at how they're running, Darrell Walker. Oh, trouble
0: in turn four, it's Dick Brooks, he's got the bear old sideways, moving, skimming along, a thousand feet down the short shootout of turn four, he kissed the wall, just coming off the fourth turn, tries to get the car right, it spins again, the fifth 360 degree spin, all the field gets by, Brooks gets the car unbelievably around and heading down pit road the right way. Dick Brooks spun six
2: times, bounced off the wall and brings it to a halt down, heading down pit road in the proper direction. A tough break for Dick Brooks, and as they were running when the caution came out, Darrell Waltrip is your leader. Running in second is David Pearson. Third to Ty Scott. Richard Petty is in fourth spot. Ricky Rudd is fifth. Jody Ridley is in sixth position. Grant Adcox three laps off the pace is in seventh. Eighth position to Harry Gant. In ninth position is Bruce Hill. In tenth is Buddy Arrington. In eleventh spot, we are now posting Kyle Petty, who could very well make it into the front ten this afternoon for a Talladega 500 finish. And the CRC Chemicals Chevrolet 4 Richard Childress of Winston Salem North Carolina shows in 12th position Barney
1: Well, Jack, it just goes to show you how luck plays such an important part in this business of Grand National Winston Cup stock car racing. Just six laps ago, David Pearson had moved himself back into the lap with the leader, Darrell Waltrip. Had this caution come out at that period, Pearson could have moved right in on the bumper. But as it was, he lost the draft a moment ago and dropped back in the field. But that's the way it works. 169 laps complete here at Talladega this afternoon. Caution coming on on lap one, number 67, for Dick Brooks when he spun in turn four. For a recap on that accident, let's go back to Mike Joy.
0: Brooks was well up in the groove in the fourth turn. He was in about the third groove, Barney, when the car got away from him. It looked as if he may have blown a tire. He spun the car twice, tried to keep it away from the wall. The front end of the car did kiss the wall, just coming out of four, and it spun three more times before he got it down to the pit road, heading in the proper direction and onto pit road for a tire change. About six laps to go up here. Grant Adcox lost an engine in the third and fourth turn, and Grant had had a terrific day after qualifying seventh and running in the top five most of the afternoon. We don't have a vote for that Goody's Headache Award that the press will decide, but if we did, mine would go to Grant Adcox. He lost a lot of weight. He was physically and mentally really prepared for this run at Talladega today, and it all went up in smoke.
10: We've got spinning cars in turns number one and two. The Belden Asphalt car and the Bruce Hill automobile came together. They're both back underway and uh, proceeding down the back straightaway. But two cars, Bruce Hill and the Belden Asphalt car with Cecil Gordon now at the controls. They came together, got sideways and equally quickly straightened back out and now two away as though nothing happened.
2: I think sometimes you forget the point, too, Barney, that when you go to a caution flag, all of a sudden you've got to gear down your entire reflex action inside a race car from 200 miles per hour to a little less than 100 miles per hour. And things that used to be happening so quickly now seem to like, like they go in slow motion. And Sometimes it takes a little bit of time to adjust to that as well. That's got to be tough on a race driver.
1: Well, we've seen a lot of guys spin out under caution many, many times here at some of the tracks where they run the speeds that they approach here and at Daytona.
5: Barney, Richard Childers just came in, and he has a windshield out there, replaced it now.
1: Well, it looks like that none of the front runners are electing to take advantage of this caution flag, and Daryl Derringer, you talked with most of the crew chiefs, and just before this one came out, everybody was all set to go the distance anyway.
5: Yes, I talked to Darrell Walter's crew chief, Buddy Parrott, and he said it can go all the way without any problems. J.C. Elders also.
2: When you talk about kyle petty and we've been trying to keep you abreast of his run in his first winston cup grand national race you wonder if the speeds would bother kyle petty at all i had an opportunity to ask him if he thought the speeds at talladega would bother him in his first winston cup grand national race not really i mean uh daytona's i guess daytona's the biggest place i've drove at so
3: uh i mean you know i was concentrating more on what i was doing than i really was on the speed so Really, here I'll be doing the same thing. I won't, I won't really be concentrating
7: on really how fast I'm really going.
2: At the present time, he's being shown in the 11th position, and he's been doing a real fine job. He's he stayed out of trouble, and he really, for the first time in a Grand National race car. I think he should get a few bouquets today as well.
1: Well, very wisely, when they dropped the green flag this afternoon, he just moved down to the lower groove and went right to the tail end of the field to just watch things happen and feel himself out in the car and familiarize himself with running on the high banks here at Talladega, Alabama. And I think, as you said, he should be commended for the type of race he has driven here today. We're under caution for the fifth time this afternoon. 170 laps are complete of the Talladega 500. 452 miles are in the book. From Alabama International Motor Speedway, this is the MRN Broadcasting Company. At the Alabama International Motor Speedway, 171 laps are now on the board. 17 laps remaining of the Talladega 500. Let's Kind of update you as to how they'll be running those final 17 laps. It's Waltrip in the lead in a lap all by himself. David Pearson, one lap off the pace, rides in second position in that Lowe's Hardware machine, the Oldsmobile of the Austerland Racing Team. Ty Scott has now moved up to third spot. Fourth is Richard Petty. And fifth now, showing on the board here at Talladega, as we get down to the conclusion of the Talladega
2: 500, is Jody Ridley. A gamble on the part of David Pearson, Barney Hall, may just well give him a chance to get back in the same lap with the leaders. The latest report is that Darrell Waltrip, who pitted later, all of a sudden Pearson has gathered in the lap for himself again, and if he goes out in the high side on this restart, he could be at the tail end of the lead lap as Daryl Waltrip tries to gobble up some real estate from the middle of the pack. Well, that's the battle everybody will be watching.
1: Pearson needs a break to get back in contention here this afternoon and in the lead lap with Darrell Waltrip, but he would still have to have another caution flag. Pace car diving down on the pit road as they come up through the gearbox again this afternoon for the fifth time under caution. And here comes Pearson right down to the bottom of the racetrack. He leads the pack as they come down under green, getting ready to run for the roses here at Talladega,
2: Alabama. And Pearson has put himself back in the lead lap. Ty Scott has put himself in the lead lap as well, so it's Waltrip leading David Pearson and Ty Scott as they go to Eli Gold.
10: The running order on the track right now is David Pearson, Jody Ridley behind him, followed by Darrell Waltrip, then comes Ty Scott, Richard Petty, then the Ricky Rudd automobile, and now Harry Gant. So it's going to be a seven-car draft up front. They work their way down the back straightaway, and Waltrip looks to the inside. He wants to be back in front.
11: Walter Miss Dennelman inside now. He's trying to move around the Jody Ridley machine. He's down on the inside of Ridley. He's looking at Pearson. I don't believe he's gonna get Pearson this time. He might get around in front of that Ridley automobile.
0: Pearson holds the front of the lead draft. Here comes Ty Scott pounding on the bottom of the racetrack, slipping up in the draft behind Waltrip. Pearson on the lead lap, comes by just
1: ahead of your leader, Darrell Waltrip. Waltrip will try and put a move on him through the trial. that's where he's been making his move all day long, but this time there's no way. On the outside, Ty Scott slices around Jody Ridley and tucks in on the bumper of Waltrip. Pearson leads him down into number one.
10: It's going to be Ty Scott floating down off the high side of the bank. He tucks himself in behind Darryl Waltrip. So David Pearson now shows a car length and a half over Darrell Waltrip. That quickly tightens up in the single file with Ty Scott running third. Richard Petty fourth. Then comes the Ricky Rudd car and then that of Jody Ridley.
11: Here comes Waltrip. Waltrip down on the inside of Pearson. Fronts him as they go into the third turn. Right behind him is the Ty Scott machine and they're battling for position on the track.
0: Ty Scott of the Harry Hyde prepared machine has been strong all day. He qualified third. He's been up with the front runners. And he now rides right on the bumper of Waltrip off the fourth
2: corner. Down the short shooter back to the line. Harry Hyde said before the start of the race that the car was capable of winning. It was just a question of whether Ty Scott wanted to win or not. He's shown the prowess this afternoon despite the fact going one lap down to your leader Waltrip. He is currently posted in the second position. Pearson will be in third. Richard Petty will be in the fourth spot running in fifth Will be car number 90 that's the trucks more industries machine of ricky rudd then his teammate jody ridley runs in the fifth spot field is down midway. the back
1: stretch now heading up to hal hamrick
2: the fans still on their feet watching this battle although they're only battling in most
11: cases for a position on the track they're still watching this battle and daryl Waltrip is leading that back
0: Aligned right behind him is ty scott pearson in the third spot they stay single file pearson looks to the
1: low side sweeps it back up high in the group coming off turn four it is a seven car procession back to the line seven cars in that lead draft waltrip on the point as they come down to the line pearson takes a look on the outside of ty scott what a race he has driven here this afternoon jack Aroot, he's been in the top five most of the day and he will not let the leader get away he hangs on to waltrip over to eli gold
10: as a matter of fact this time through ty scott looked to the inside thought possibly about trying to make a move on waltrip thinks better of it and tucks himself back in. So Waltrip, Scott, David Pearson, Richard Petty, that's the front four as they head back to three. Scott might be
11: making a move. Uh, we can see Pearson watching him as Ty Scott is tied tightly onto that back bumper of Darrell Waltrip as they move into the fourth turn. Scott a bit lower than Waltrip
0: entering turn number three. They sweep way up high, close to the wall in four. Waltrip using up a lot
1: of racetrack. They're still single file. If Amtrak had run like this train, I'd take the train. Here they come, back into the trial bowl. Again, to put another lap on the board, 176 laps complete this time as Waltrip leads them across the stripe. There will be 12 laps remaining in the Talladega 500. Ty Scott, he's still right there, glued on Waltrip's bumper, and he goes underneath him in turn one.
10: Again, Ty Scott looks to go underneath, but one more time, he floats right back up the 33-degree banks and makes it single file. Scotty trying to look to the inside, but thinks better each time through. So again, single file. Here comes David Pearson. He tries to close the gap, and they try to... Tighten things up.
11: Harry Gantt making a move down on the inside. He's trying to get on the inside of Jody Ridley as they move into the turn. He has to fall back in line. Ty Scott glued onto the bumper of Waltrip.
0: They are trying to break away from Pearson. They have only a three-car leg separation. Scott lined up behind the Gatorade be off a of turn for everybody in the high groove. They stay single
2: file. Seems very fitting that Ty Scott would be battling David Pearson for a position. It was Pearson who schooled Ty Scott in a lot of things when he came up and was considered by many to be a squirrely rookie race driver. Pearson goes to the inside of Scott. Scott goes downstairs on Darrell Waltrip. They continue to seesaw back and forth midway through turns one and two. Each time through an
10: adventurous Ty Scott this time again makes it single file. Jody Ridley looks around at the inside and thought about trying to pass his teammate's car, Ricky Rudd. Again, no luck there, but Harry Gant feels off at of the tail end of the draft. He looks to pick up a spot.
11: He's trying. He moved down on the inside. Jody Ridley beat him down that back chute, and he has to fall in line. Follow the choo-choo into the fourth turn. Front two
0: cars now with a four-car-like separation back to Pearson. Scott remains glued on the back bumper of Waltrip's car. Petty is fourth in line as they peel off the fourth corner down this
1: 1,500-foot short chute. Darrell Waltrip trying to win his sixth Winston Cup race of the 1979 season and put himself a few points more ahead of Bobby Allison and the closest battle for the national driving title we've seen in many years. Waltrip leads him back into the number one corner. Could
10: Waltrip make it 11 races, 11 faces? We'll see shortly as he continues to lead the pack through the turns one and two. Ty Scott tight behind him. About three car lanes to Now make it four back to David Pearson, but that quickly ties up, and Pearson pulls away from Richard Petty and knocks in behind Ty Scott.
11: Ty Scott took a look on the inside, tried to pull around. Waltrip, though, taking his measure, held him off, and he leads him, and they get about four car lengths now on the Pearson machine
0: great run for the Harry Hyde prepared car. Hyde has seen victory lane here at Talladega. His driver, Dave Marcus, a few years back is the only driver to ever win this race from the pole. And Scott is really putting the pressure
1: on Darrell Waltrip. Still seven cars in the lead draft and Waltrip will not let anybody get by on either side, inside or outside, as he leads them across the stripe here at Talladega with nine laps remaining of the Talladega 500. We pause now for station identification. At Talladega, Alabama, on a sunny afternoon, the weather has been ideal except for the fact it's been extremely hot here this afternoon for those drivers in the cockpits of those cars. Waltrip has had everything his way. The brakes have fallen his way. He was ill all week. There was some doubt that he'd be able to remain in the car throughout this event this afternoon, but he has put on one whale of a show for the thousands of race fans who are here. Here he comes, back into the triable part of the speedway. Many say this is the fastest part of the racetrack. Takes it again, right down to the bottom of the racetrack. Chops off any move that Pearson or
2: Ty Scott could make on him across the stripe, and again, just takes him back into the south end of the speedway. Now there are battles, four positions behind Daryl Waltrip, Ty Scott, and David Pearson, who run second and third respectively, are on a lap by themselves. Then Richard Petty, Ricky Rudd, and Jody Ridley are on a lap by themselves, so the finish line camera has been assembled here that shoots at 1,000 frames per second, and they are preparing for what could be a photo finish, not for the lead, but for second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth positions here in the Talladega 500.
1: Field works the Viking in turn number three as they scoot up to Mike Joy.
2: Pearson had gained some ground. He had closed the gap to tie
0: Scott to just about two car lengths. But you know Pearson, Barney, he likes to play a waiting game, and he's been sitting on Scott's bumper for the last 15 laps.
1: 180 laps are complete. 478 miles are in the record book of the 11th annual Talladega 500. Waltrip just hoping that everything will continue to work his way this afternoon. He's back in one.
10: This is the time of the race when every little ping in the automobile, which might have gone unnoticed earlier in the day, now sounds many times amplified. Darrell Waltrip continues to show the way. As you said, Barney, hoping it all stays together. Ty Scott, leading Dave and Pearson on their battle, while Richard Petty still holds the upper hand in his.
11: That's a tight draft all the way, but I'm sure that Darrell Waltrip had rather have a lot of competition to keep his mind off of that car and to keep it on the competition, and he's doing just that, leading that draft as they move into the fourth corner. The Butterflies have got to be going
0: to Ty Scott's stomach. He's beaten the racetrack at Talladega this afternoon. Now all he has to do is try
2: and stay ahead of the Silver Fox, David Pearson, as they as two drivers sit one lap behind Darrell Waltrip. It's Waltrip out front. Ty Scott in second. David Pearson is third. The SDP Oldsmobile is fourth with Richard Petty at the controls. Ricky Rudd is in fifth position. And the teammate to Ricky Rudd's more Industries Mercury, Jody Ridley, runs in the sixth spot in the Sunny King Honda Ford Special. Running in seventh, four laps off the pace is Harry Gant. Running in eighth is Bruce Hill. Ninth spot to Buddy Arrington. In tenth position now is Kyle Petty at the STP Dodge. Richard Childress in the CRC Chemicals Oldsmobile is posted in the eleventh spot with just six laps to go.
1: Well, Jody Ridley has just moved up a notch in the field as they scoot up into turn number three and head to Mike Joy. That car has looked awfully strong here all day.
0: Ridley's handling very well, a characteristic of the Ford products at Talladega. He's moved past Ricky Rudd, and he's right on the bumper of Richard Petty as they come off the fourth turn. They are not running for position, but Ridley continues to climb up in the running order.
1: David Pearson bides his time. He took a look down to the inside. Steve Moore, one of the lapped automobiles, was in that groove. He tucked the car right back in behind Ty Scott, drafts him up into the number one corner, and there may be several positions decided on the final lap in this Talladega 500. Eli Gold.
10: Ty Scott still showing the way on David Pearson, the veteran who's Coming back here today for that ride in the Earnhardt car. Richard Petty now ahead of Jody Ridley. Ricky Rudd, then comes Harry Gant, and there goes David Pearson making a move, looks to go three wide.
11: Pearson down on the inside, he fronts the Ty Scott machine, and there's three wide is Richard Petty and the Jody Ridley machine moving down on the inside. Correct myself, Ridley and Petty are
0: battling for position. That is the rundown for the fourth spot as they come out of turn number four. Ridley on the bottom, Petty on the high side of the racetrack. They are side by side, they almost touch, and Petty has the spot.
1: Jody Ridley down to the bottom of the racetrack, and Richard Petty shuts the door on him as they hit the trial. Of the Talladega Speedway. They come down and Pearson has picked up the draft of Daryl Waltrip and now has him less than a foot apart between those two cars.
10: It's going to be nose to tail. Those front two automobiles. Ty Scott now going to the high side. Richard Petty trying to sneak underneath him. Ricky Rudd is right there. He tries to get the free ride. So does Jody Ridley. Ty Scott remains way high on the racetrack. He losing a position now to Harry Gantz. So Ty Scott, who was running second in the order, now drop kicked all the way back to seventh on the Speedway. Looks like
11: Ty Scott possibly scooted a little bit a while ago, possibly heated up those tires a little bit, and that's costing him a lot of valuable time on the track, and he's going slower and slower into that fourth turn. Waltrip sprints
0: away again, but this time the Silver Fox is on his bumper. The one lap apart, they are but two car lengths
1: apart in the running order on the speedway. Well, it looks like Waltrip will win the Talladega 500, but you say that so many times, and something goes boom, and it all changes on any of the speedways around the nation. Right now, Pearson is there. If anything happens to the Gatorade car of Darrell Waltrip, Dave David Pearson is in a position to make a whale of a compact Jackie Aroot here at Talladega.
2: Barney Hall, it seems to me that Pearson has, de- has shown his detractors that he still has the power and the muscle to wheel one of these 3,700 pound race cars around for 500 miles. You heard him say it in a recorded interview previous to this end of this race that he hadn't gone 500 miles for a long time and he was wondering whether he'd be able to do it. But the JC Elder, Rodney Osterlin team have given him the power and the car to do it this afternoon. It's second place, but that's not bad after being away since April in Darlington, South Carolina.
1: Well, He's in second place right now, but as we brought out a moment ago, that could change. Here comes the leader, Waltrip, in the Gatorade machine as he will move around the car number 19, scoot down to the start-finish line. Pearson is there, just half a car length back, waiting for a break, but the time is running out. 186 laps are posted on the board, with two laps remaining. We'll pick up the leader in turn one.
10: Darrell Waltrip and David Pearson both moved by the Belden Asphalt Chevrolet, and now it's clear sailing all the way through. They come off the turn. It's going to be Waltrip followed by Pearson, then the Belden Asphalt Car cars. Cecil Gordon and Bill Elliott continuing to ride there. He's now in the draft. Richard Petty catching up with him.
11: Those lead cars now have broken that draft that those other cars that were staying with them a while ago. They're about two seconds ahead. And Darrell Waltrip heading toward that white flag. He leads David Pearson. Good battle. That second pack of cars has Petty, Ricky
0: Rudd, and Jody Ridley running from fourth spot through sixth. Those are in positions in contest as we come to these final laps.
1: Here they come down to the line, and it will be white flag for Darrell Walter of Franklin, Tennessee. Across the stripe as Chip Warren flashes the white flag on him as they scoot down into number one. And Jody Ridley tries to move up a position down in turn number one.
10: No change as far as your number one cars are concerned. The battle for position now has Richard Petty followed by Ricky Rudd, then Jody Ridley. It's going to be nose to tail. Your leaders come by with Richard Petty also trying to hang on to his battle. Petty right now in front. There goes David Pearson.
11: Pearson down on the inside, he's going to front Waltrip as they move into the third corner. He's going to be in the same lap with the leader and there goes Ricky Rudd trying to get around the Richard Petty machine. Pearson
0: gets his lap back. It's a three-car battle for fourth. Ricky Rudd
11: leads Richard Petty
0: on the high side, Jody Ridley on the low side. Those three cars are too close to call. Pearson comes by. Waltrip comes by for the checker. Here is the battle for fourth as Rudd leads them to the line.
1: Pearson unlaps himself as Waltrip comes down in the trial to take the checkered flag and win the 11th annual Talladega 500 and here comes the battle for that third spot and it will be Ricky Rudd finishing third Richard Petty will finish fourth as they scoot down into the number one corner I will stand corrected on that it will be Ty Scott finishing third Richard Petty fourth and Ricky Rudd will finish in fifth position here at Talladega so, Jackie Aroot, you can't get them any better than that one. 188 laps go by the board as the checkered flag has come down on Darrell Waltrip to win the 11th annual Talladega 500 and the 11th different winner in this race. The
2: 1979 Talladega 500 is history, and the winner is Darrell Waltrip. Waltrip comes home victorious and it'll sit nicely on the trophy panel. This victory after finishing a disappointing runner-up to Bobby Allison in the Winston 500. So that's not too bad, Barney. You win one and come home second and the other one at the world's fastest track. The question now is who can stop Daryl Waltrip in his phenomenal run for the Winston Cup Grand National title in 1979? Well, unless Lady Luck completely changes
1: her smile on him and goes the other direction, he looks like he's going to be unstoppable as far as his quest for the first win ever as far as the National Driving title on the win- Cup point
2: we'll give you the rundown, at least the top 18 cars and how they finished in the Talladega 500 as part of the Simon Eyes World Racing Scoreboard, the winner of the goodies Headache Award. It always amazes me how they come up with the winners of these things, but the press have voted. Neil Bonnet is the winner after running so strong and having to retire once again in the Later Mercury. It seems to me that Bonnet is getting tired of these, Neil, of these Goody's Headache Awards, much the way Dave Marcus used to in the early going, but Bonnet some solace coming from $250 from the Goodies Manufacturing Company. And the question mark there, Barney, when are they going to be able to give Neil Bonnet the ride that he needs? Problems continue to befall the Purelater Racing Team, but yet they show strong signs of making that Mercury super competitive on the Winston Cup Grand National Trail.
1: Well, when it's running, it's one of the toughest cars on there, but the durability has just not been there in several of the races this year and last year.
2: That's got to be disappointing for Leonard Wood and Glenn Wood. They work so hard in Stewart, Virginia, to make the Purelater Mercury run so strong. When you take a look at Neil Bonnet, who's given it such a great ride since he took over for David Pearson. And you've got to point towards the, uh, the August 19th running of the Champion Spark Plug 400, where that Purolator Mercury runs so very strong all year long. You look at the disappointed appointment of the MC Anderson Racing Team. When are they going to gather in a win? The MC Anderson Racing Stable having Benny Parsons right in the hunt all afternoon until engine problems forced his retirement. There are so many drivers that you continue to pull for to taste Victory Lane, but the one that's going there now is Darrell Walter from Franklin T- Tennessee, a jubilant die-guard racing team, I'm sure. From Alabama International Motor Speedway, this is the MRN Broadcasting Company. At Alabama International Motor Speedway, it's over. 500 miles for Darrell Waltrip, and he makes his way to Victory Lane. Standing by there to talk to him is Darrell Derringer.
5: Yes, I'm here in the winning circle with Darrell Waltrip. He is a very tired boy. They're giving him oxygen now, and they're letting him sit there a little bit. To kind of take a break. His wife is with him. The crew is with him. A very happy crew. Right now, Bill Gardner is here. I'm going to try to get, talk to him. He, everybody's shaking his hand, congratulating him. He's uh, president of DieGuard, and uh, all the crew is happy. I've never seen the like.
2: It will be a little while here before they get him out of the car. Darrell Waltrip from Franklin, Tennessee, the average speed, Barney, for Waltrip's winning effort is 161.229 miles per hour. He covered the 500-mile distance in three hours, six minutes, and six seconds, and that was a pretty good pace when you consider the number of caution periods that we had. There were five cautions that slowed the field, and there were some 45-plus lead changes here in what has grown to be known as the world's most competitive racetrack, the world's fastest track, Alabama International Motor Speedway.
1: Well, whether you're a Darrell Waltrip fan or whether you're not, is one whale of a race driver and he has the most determined effort to win the Winston Cup Point Championship for the national driving title this year. That is his goal and he has gone at it and he does not stroke a car pace himself Bonnie. as far as that goes. He runs full bore. Let's go back to victory lane.
5: Hey, I have Daryl out of the car now. He's very tired. His wife's here with him, Stevie. D- Daryl, Daryl, how did
6: everything go today? Oh, it went real well. I, uh, it went much better than I anticipated. I started out to uh, a little con- uh, apprehensive you know I didn't feel well and I thought it was gonna be one of those kind of days but this die guard Gatorade team put me uh, uh, right where I needed to be today they Robert Yates had the engine just running superbly and and uh, Buddy and Gary and butch and everybody just done a super job on the chassis in the car and uh, it was you know even it proved one thing even a sick man can drive his car
5: Daryl, did you have any close shaves today?
6: Oh, uh, let's see. <laughs> just this morning when I got up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I won't talk about that on the air. We have
5: Stevie here, his wife. How'd everything go with you, Steve?
13: <laughs> well, I, when the race started, I was praying every lap that he'd have the strength, strength to make the next one. And uh, <laughs> I, I just am thrilled to death that he won.
5: Well, Daryl, congratulations, and I know you have a lot of
6: fans here. Well, I'd like to say hello to my mom and dad. Didn't get to make it today. and Everybody in Franklin, Tennessee. Thank you. Bill Gardner, what do you think of your boy today? Superb. Did a fabulous job. Well.
5: For, for a sick man, he really drove a hell of a race. But well, You don't put that kind of pressure on him, do you? No. <laughs> no, he's quite a race driver. Thank you. Thank you. Back to you, Barney.
2: Well, there's been action up, all up and down the East Coast, on the West Coast, all around the world as part of the Simon Eyes World Racing Scoreboard, the world's fastest track. They've just completed the 11th annual Talladega 500 and historic happenings once again. The only track at Winston Cup Grand National Competition where there have been 11 different races and 11 distinct and different winners. We'll be giving you a rundown of the top 18 positions, how they finished the Talladega 500 as part of this Simon Eyes World Racing Scoreboard. In North Carolina this past weekend, they held the late model sports and worldly gigs around the short tracks of North Carolina and covering the action for the Winston Racing Series and for the Simonized World Racing Scoreboard is Jack Terry. Friday night at the Asheville Motor Speedway, Tommy Houston
12: won both halves of a 50-lap double feature. In the first event, Houston took the lead from second-place finisher Bob Presley on the 25th lap. Terry hammer was third, Roy Chatham fourth, and Ronnie Silver fifth. In the second 50-lapper, Houston took command on the eighth lap. Kerry Bolton was second, Bob Presley third, Ronnie Silver fourth, and Roy Chatham fifth. Houston also won the 10 lap World Service Life Invitational Dash over Bob Presley. Also, another World Service Life event was won Friday night at Huntsville, Alabama, by Buddy Broom over Dennis Vaughn and Dean Bentley. Saturday night at Hickory, Houston and the Ford made it 100% in winning averages for the weekend by taking the 150-lap double-point event. Chuck Barron was second, John Settlemyre, third, Butch Lindley, fourth, and Gene Glover, fifth. At Bowman Gray Stadium, Al Hill won the Winston 350 modified event over Philip Smith. Smith protested Hill's engine, but Hill was found to be legal. James Cole was third, Brent Elliott, fourth, and Keith Barley fifth. At Caraway Speedway at Ashburn, late-mile sportsman driver in the country, Sam Hart posted his 16th win out of 23 starts this season by winning the 60-lap late-mile sportsman event. Jimmy Hensley was second, Jay Hitchcock third, Billy Hensley fourth, and Gerald
2: Compton fifth. This is Jack Terry in North Carolina reporting for MRN. A little further up in the North Country, the Winston Racing Series has been going hot and heavy all year long in the state of Virginia, and with the Old Dominion State Report, here's MRN Broadcasting's Skip Potter.
3: Jimmy Hensley scored a car length victory over John Utzman Friday night in late model sportsman racing at the Franklin County Speedway. Third in the 100-lap race went to Gerald Compton. 200 laps Friday night at the Southside Speedway in Richmond, a national championship contest there for the late model sportsman cars, and 200 laps without a caution flag. Morgan Shepard started on the pole, led the entire race, and won it by about eight seconds over second-place finisher Sonny Hutchins. Curtis Markham was third a lap back, with Wayne Patterson fourth and Gene Glover fifth. Last night at the Langley Speedway, Billy Smith won over Robert Ingram Jr. and Billy Atkins. At the Old Dominion Speedway, Dickie Boswell picked up an invitation to the Charlotte World Service Life 300, winning last night's Winston 150 by just the length over Bobby Ballantyne. Danny Fair was third in that race. Wyman Buell finished fourth, and Sonny Simmons was fifth. Twin 75s last night for the late models at the South Boston Speedway, Sonny Hutchins, Jack Bland, Ray Hendrick, and Wayne Patterson. The finishing list in the first event. The field was inverted for the restart, then Bob Presley led Morgan Shepard and Hutchins to a close finish in race number two. Bland was third in the last one, and Patterson finished fourth. Skip Potter in Virginia for the Simoni World Racing School Board.
2: The Winston Racing Series for Modifieds, the men that live by the grace of God and 600 horsepower and open 15-inch wheels, took place all up and down the East Coast from New Jersey, as High, as Is- Is- well, Monadnock New Hampshire this past weekend. And covering the action there, as he does every week, was John McMullen.
17: In this week's NASCAR Modified Winston Racing Series action, Richie Evans, Doug Hewitt, Jerry Cook, and Tom McCann all won feature events. Last Wednesday night, Evans, the NASCAR National Modified Champion, picked up his 37th victory of the season, leading all 150 laps in his B.R. DeWitt Pinto and winning the Mercadante 150, a national championship event at the New Egypt, New Jersey Speedway. Evans drew the pole position for that event. Gil Hearn, Jerry Cook, Roger Hill, and Wayne Anderson completed the top five. On Friday night, Doug Hewitt captured his second modified win of his young career in the 30-lap feature at the Spencer Speedway in Williamson, New York. Hewitt pushed his B.R. DeWitt Pinto pass leader, George Kent, for the victory, with Kent claiming second over Jerry Cook. And in down in Connecticut, at the Stafford Motor Speedway, the Winston 100 fell victim to rain and will be run next Friday night. Moving on to Saturday's action, Jerry Cook scored an impressive win at the Riverside Park Speedway in Agawam, Mass coming from deep in the pack on the 22-car field, the former six-time NASCAR national Modified champion, past leader Ed Flensky on lap 52, and then held off the stiff challenges of Richie Evans for the win. At the checkered flag, it was Evans second, with Blunsky, Bob Stefanik, and Stan Greger rounding out the top five. Another action on Saturday night, Tom McCann won the 50-lap feature at the Islip New York Speedway. McCann, the current Winston Racing Series point leader there, bested Charlie Dezonback George Wagner. George Bernholzell, and Wayne Anderson. And finally, there was no report from the Shangri-La Speedway in Owego, New York. For MRN Broadcasting Company, this is John McMullen.
2: At Shangri-La last night in Owego, New York, the Pocono Race of Champions qualifier was held for the Mod Squad, and Bill Griffin of Elmira, New York, won the guaranteed starting spot in that event. Doug Hewitt finished in second, and Rod Spaulding finished in the third position while the street stock feature was taken by Tom King. From Alabama International Motor Speedway, this is the MRN Broadcasting Company. Continuing here with the Simon Eyes World Racing Scoreboard at the world's fastest track, Talladega, Alabama, yesterday afternoon, John Markham's traveling troubadours showed up for the Automobile Racing Club of America 200-mile contest. And a youngster only 24 years of age planked his Buick on the pole, Sandy Satulo of Fairfield Park, Ohio. And he battled a Phil Finney and Sterling Marlin for most of the race until Marlin retired with a blown engine and then it boiled down to a two-car battle to the start-finish line. With Satulo in front, Finney running in second, With just three laps to go, Satulo lengthened his advantage to some two seconds for a victory over Finney from Merritt Island, Florida. Marvin Smith of Columbus, Ohio finished in third position while fourth went to Alan Horton of Flint, Michigan in a Chevrolet and Bill Green of Covington, Kentucky trying to gather in his first. ARCA championship finished in fifth spot in a Chevrolet. In victory lane, Sandy Satulo talked about his victory run with Ned Jarrett.
1: That car was a little squirrely, but uh, handled real good. Uh, Jack Brown, our crew chief,
4: he did just a super job, I couldn't ask for more. It was just a great, great way to start our super speedway career. Did you get into any close calls out there?
3: We were coming down the front chute about 20 laps before the finish. And we were coming through a couple cars,
4: and my back end got awful loose. I think probably the people in the front straight could have seen it, it wiggled a little bit. but. Uh, Momentarily, did you feel like he was on a half a mile dirt? Yeah, boy, that's for sure, and I don't like dirt either. to <laughs> <laughs> how about uh, the, your goals for the future? Well, we're slowly working towards uh, NASCAR. We've run a couple shows, and we're going to try real hard to run for Rookie of the Year next year.
2: Satulo gathered in $4,000 for his victory efforts here at the world's fastest track in Talladega, Alabama. Just moments ago, the finish is in. Four, the Talladega 500, Darryl Waltrip, best David Pearson. Those two cars finish on a lap by themselves while finishing in third, the youngster Ty Scott from Penn Argyle, Pennsylvania. He beat Ricky Rudd, who finished in fourth, Richard Petty in fifth spot. In sixth was Ricky Rudd's teammate, Jody Ridley of Chatsworth, Georgia. Then two laps off the pace of the leaders was Harry Gant of Taylorsville, North Carolina. He finished in 7th spot. Bruce Hill finishes in 8th. ninth position to Buddy Arrington. 10th position to the STP Dodge of Kyle Petty of Randleman, North Carolina. Richard Childress finishes in 11th. 12th to Jimmy Means. J.D. McDuffie finishes in 13th. 14th to Frank Warren. James Hilton in 15th. 16th to Steve Moore. Dick Brooks, after almost coming to a crashing conclusion, late in the race, finishes in 17th spot. And Bill Elliott finishes 18th. There were five cautions in Waltrip's winning average speed. 161.229 miles per hour he covered the distance in three hours six minutes and six seconds that's it for the simonize world racing scoreboard for today from talladega Well, Barney, 11 different races, 11 different winners. You wonder what they're going to write in the record books next year for the 12th annual Talladega 500. It seems just incomprehensible to me that they'll be able to repeat and continue this different winner skiing. But there's so many drivers that still haven't tasted Talladega Victory Lane in the Talladega 500. A lot of them came home bent and battered or with engines and had problems today. And you can be sure that they'll be hoping that the skiing continues at least until they can get into Victory Lane and become a different winner as well.
1: Well, it's a racetrack that has become traditionally just exactly what you said, and we were listening to Don name of the general manager of the Speedway facility a moment ago, saying that this was the largest crowd that they had had for a race here for a Talladega 500 today, and I think, Jackie, that we talked about it yesterday on our Pit road preview show about David Pearson and there was an awful lot of interest in what he would do here today and I think today probably determined whether he would probably get out of Winston Cup Racing or whether he will be back on at least a part-time basis and making a lot of the shows. If
2: the man had anything to prove, he proved it today. Well, we have received word that he has signed an entry blank to the Australian Racing Team and he'll be driving a Lowe's hardware-sponsored machine at Darlington International Raceway as part of the Labor Day Classic there in the Southern 500. Pearson of course, who's run so well at Darlington And I'm sure he's got to be flushed down in victory, down, not in victory lane, but victory lane, so to speak for him in the garage area today, because he was concerned. We talked to him this morning, whether he could go the distance. And he was a little bit concerned about the race car as well, because they did have some problems with the clutch. He knew going in that he was going to have those problems. And I don't think he really knew his own true feelings, whether he wanted to walk away from this sport or
1: whether he wanted to come back and run. But I think he's probably found himself here today. The next stop on the
2: Winston Cup Tour will be what? Michigan a couple of weeks from today? Michigan International Speedway, and that's got to be one of the wildest two-mile facilities. And if you don't believe us, just remember back to the... What it was at the Gabriel 400 when we had such a tremendous race for 400 miles. There were like five or six cars that came down battling right to the start-finish line stripe. All day there were 10 and 15 cars in the hunt. That's the kind of racetrack that Michigan International Speedway is, and it'll be the Champion Spark Plug 400, and we'll be on the air with that one right from MIS on Sunday, August 19th.
1: Well, here at Talladega, Alabama, as the crowd begins to file out and make their way back to their homes all over the United States, they have seen a good one again at Talladega, Alabama. If you've never seen a race here, you've never really seen a race, period, until you see one at Talladega. For Jackie Aroot, Mike Joy, Eli Gold, I was about to say Ned Jarrett, but Daryl Derringer did our pit work for us today, Joy Alloy in the garage area, Hal Hamrick in one of the turns, and Barney Hall saying so long from Talladega, Alabama.
0: From Alabama International Motor Speedway in Talladega, Alabama, this has been the MRN Broadcasting Company's coverage of the Talladega 500. Brought to you by Bush Beer. Remember, don't just reach for a beer, head for the mountain. By STP, makers of five automotive products. By Pontiac, creator of Trans Am, we've been building excitement for 53 years. By Gatorade. When you're hot and sweaty, take a tip from Darrell Walter. Give your body what it's thirsty for with Gatorade. By Goodies Headache Powder, more people are switching to Goodies because Goodies cost less. By the Simon Eyes Shine, Simple Simon Eyes Liquid and Simple Simon Eyes Pre Soft, simply easier, simply brighter than leading liquid or Pre Soft. By 2020 Eye Drops, the only Eye Drops guaranteed to remove redness. And by the Kings Inn with pool, disco, and great entertainment on the ocean in beautiful Daytona Beach, Florida. The Kings Inn Racing Daytona Beach Headquarters. The executive producer of MRN Broadcasting is Jack Arute. Associate producer Mike Joy. Chief engineer Harry Howard. Director Hardy Smith. All personnel are employees overpaid by the MRN Broadcasting Company. Stay tuned to most of these same stations for the broadcast of the Champion Spark Plug 400 from Michigan International Speedway on Sunday, August 19th. This broadcast was a presentation of the MRN Broadcasting Company, a division of International Speedway Corporation.